up? What's up, buddy? That <laughs> 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 nah, we were just uh, we were just talking about um, Miami. Yeah, man. And um, you know, I think that that part of the state can really make like a different type of fighter. Like as it's, we can see with Jorge Masvidal. South Florida is a hotbed for fighting. Like, yeah. Because I'm looking at going pro, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, where am I going to end up? Mm-hmm. And if I can support myself financially, I'd love to stay in South Florida because mm-hmm. it's just all types of fighting. Like I know I don't know them, but I see so many different fighters mm-hmm. all around me that are like professional on TV here, on TV there, on TV here, just all in the same area, all kind of sparring with each other, going to each other's different gyms. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, bro. And you train in South Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Where do you train? I train at. Uh, I we're kind of in between gyms, but I train at Delray Beach Boxing. I train mm-hmm. with Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Newton is legit. It's yeah. good work. Is that your head coach? It's hard work, yeah. Lawrence mm-hmm. Newton. Man, man's tough, dude. <laughs> and so you're an amateur boxer. Yeah. Um record of three and one. Yeah. When do you plan on fighting again? So with COVID, I don't know. Like they've taken out so many of the different amateur shows mm-hmm. because of COVID USA boxing. I'm hoping to do mid January, mid to late January. Or February. I think I should definitely have one by February. Yeah. That's what I want to do. But I was supposed to fight like two weeks ago, but um, show got the card got full, so I couldn't get on the card. Mm-hmm. And they've just been so far and few between. They're just doing like no amateur shows right now. And it's you're dealing with an injury right now, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what I've done. I'm actually getting an MRI tomorrow. I woke mm-hmm. up one morning. I couldn't even do a push-up. I was like, oh, my God. So you think that was, you think that's your thumb? Nah, it was my wrist. I it was mm. my wrist. I like literally went to go push myself off off my bed. I couldn't even support <laughs> myself. I said, "Oh, Ooh. I was like, oh man, I'm in pain." That's how it feels when you jam your finger with like a football. Yo, I <laughs> I, I was having a beach day, and my boy threw a football at me. It jammed my finger. My beach day was ruined. Oh, I said, "Dude, man, it'll I ruin your day." Home. <laughs> if it's a good jam, yeah. you'll feel it for probably the rest of your life. It's ridiculous. At least a year. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. Oh my gosh. Um. So. <clears throat> You've been taking boxing very seriously for the past couple of years. Yeah. What made you get into it? And how old were you? <laughs> uh, it's a little. It's kind of a funny story. I feel like it's a different story of uh-huh. why I started boxing. I I was 18. Mm-hmm. I was still in high school. It was like my senior year, and I was over at my my boy Noah's house, mm-hmm. and we were just fucking around. We were like playing FIFA or whatever, and um, it, like just getting hyped up. And he slapped me, <laughs> and I was like. Like, yo, like, you can't slap me. Like, that's crazy disrespectful. You were 18? Yeah, I was so oh, mad. No, I, was, I was so mad. <laughs> and I'd never boxed before. He'd never boxed before. So mm-hmm. I dipped. I left his house. I was like, screw that. Like, you're not going to slap me. Yeah. I, go, I drive over to, like, a played against sports. I buy two pairs of boxing gloves. I pull back up to his <laughs> house. And I said, like, yo, we're going like, to fight. Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, you're not going to slap me. Like, uh-huh. we're going to fight. And he's like, okay. Like, bet. <laughs> he gets in my car. We drive over to, like, Lake Sylvan or something. We both put on the gloves. I was with my boy Dominic as well. He was watching. He was, like, timing us. Mm-hmm. And we just start swinging. We just start going at it. I know we look stupid just oh, like windmilling. <laughs> but, like, he hit me a couple times. I'd get mad. I'm like, oh. I'd hit him. We didn't have mouth guards or mouthpieces. <laughs> but he had his retainer in. He was like, that oh. should be, like, a good mouthpiece. I broke it. Oh. I broke his retainer. His mom was not happy because that's expensive. That's expensive to replace. <laughs> but I felt good. Yeah. I hit him. I cracked him. Yeah. I felt like redemption. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'll beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> I broke his retainer and whatever. He hit me a couple times, but I didn't mind. And yeah. so we just started getting more into it, me and my group of friends. And mm-hmm. we all just kind of started boxing each other, like, in our yards and like stuff. Like a fight club. Yeah, kind of, but, like, 
stupid unathletic fight club <laughs> <laughs> and and we all i just started winning more i guess winning i like i just started beating up like just doing better mm-hmm. and i'm like okay i want to like i want to get into this so yeah. i went to a boxing gym mm-hmm. my first day there my boy tj he's like he's he's like hey do you want to spar and i was like damn like i can't say no like mm-hmm. I'm, or else I look like a bitch. Like first exactly. day here, I got to yeah. make a statement. You got to. I said, "Yeah, I'll spar." I got beat up. <laughs> that was my first time getting beat up. I'm in the ring, top, pink. Oh, my head's going all over the place. My uh, nose is bleeding, but I loved it. Yeah, I loved it, and I was like, "I want to do this again." Yeah, and then again and again, and I want to beat that kid up. Mm-hmm. And so I kept training before I left for college. Yeah, and so I sparred him my first day there, and I sparred him the day I left, and I beat him the day I left Ooh. to go to college. And I said, "Yeah." And so I just kept training. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Boxing is my thing, man. Yeah. It's my thing. I take it real serious. And, like, it's changed just kind of my way of life. Like, you know, made me watch how I eat. Yeah. I exercise a lot, mental health as well as physical health. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm injured, this isn't too serious. Thankfully, it's been about two weeks. But when I'm, like, really injured and I can't box, I'm, like, the most depressed I am, man, because mm-hmm. I can't work out. I can't train. I'm not around my friends. I'm not in the community that I love to be in. And I'm like, damn. You know, this sucks, and I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm losing time on mm-hmm. boxing. You know, I, like, don't go out sometimes, like, to clubs and stuff. Like, even though I'm in college, everybody wants to go out and party just because, like, oh, I got training the next day. Like, who mm-hmm. wants to go to a club and then get punched the next day, and you're all hungover, and you're like, ugh, mm-hmm. I can't. Like, I can't. As an athlete, like, I want to really take it serious. Mm-hmm. As you should. Yeah. Um, I think, personally, I might be a little crazy, but the best medicine for a hangover is going to sparring. Tripping. For me, you're tripping. You haven't, you haven't been hit hard enough, then, dude. Yo, <laughs> I go into sparring. I'm like, I'm faded. I got to get this alcohol out of my system what? now. And no. I'm just like, dude. And then I go in there, and I'm just having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And then I get hit, and I'm like, all right, I'm up now. You're built different than I don't know. I don't dude. even know, dude. I just I'll go hit the bag, maybe. Yeah, I got to sweat though. That I, my girl thinks I'm crazy. She's like, dude, why are you like running? Like yeah. we are, we were we're too hungover. Like, why are you up in the part of like it? For, part of it for me is like. Oh, like I feel gross, like odd, like I've just abused my body. Abused. Let me go, let me go like train yeah. and work out. I like you'll see it a lot. Like if I go, you know, out for a night of drinking, or like I'm I'm out somewhere. Yeah. The next day, oftentimes I'll go for a run, mm. and I'm like I push myself on that run because I'm like, man, I gotta make up for it. Like, a, like whatever. I'm I'm having fun, but like I don't have a fight coming up. But let me mm-hmm. run, you know. No, that's definitely how I feel. Yeah. Um, I feel like you gotta. You, you tax your body at a certain amount, like in unhealthy ways. Yeah. I mean, it's only right if you kind of do some repairing and, you know, you take care of yourself with, like, vitamins and everything. But yeah. I got to look more into that. I don't know nothing about that. Dude, I don't even take that many vitamins, but... Little Flintstone gummies, you take two <laughs> and you feel invincible. Dude, I take three and I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm punching through a wall. I can hear people's <laughs> thoughts. Um, nah, but I take, I take vitamin D right now. Okay. Um, I take 5,000 IUs. No clue what that means. Uh, it's a lot. It's like the most you can buy. Oh, uh, it's good the for most you. that you can have in one capsule. But slight little vitamin D flex. I got you. Now nah, it's good. <laughs> vitamin D is really important because, yeah. as you know, we get it from the sun. Yeah. Um, we get it from like you know milk and a lot of foods have it. But vitamin D is arguably one of the most important vitamins in the body. Um, so important actually that it could be considered a hormone the way that it is metabolized in like your body, um, because. Um, I was actually listening to Dr. Rhonda Patrick on Joe Rogan talk about okay. this, saying how um, they did a study on people who had really adverse effects of COVID. Okay. Um, so the people who were hospitalized, they had really intense um, symptoms of it, you know, okay. on death's door type things. Yeah. And it was like 90, 
95, I think it was more, 98% of them were vitamin D deficient. Oh, well. So there was like a, I wouldn't say correlation, but there was a correlation between yeah, yeah. your vitamin D levels and how a disease like COVID-19 impacted your body. True. It's so, it's so much more important than just getting sunlight. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's for your bones, yeah. it's for your muscles, it's for your liver. Like there's so many different positive things that can happen if you have a lot of vitamin D. Yeah. And that's why, um, like when you go in the sun, mm-hmm. when you're in the sun a lot, you kind yeah. of feel like you have more energy, right? Like Wally. So, yeah, well, like, <laughs> like if, I, if I'm like out, you know what's funny? I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but if I spend a day at the beach and mm-hmm. I'm out in the sun, I go home and I'm ready to pass out. That's different, though. You're like drinking, you're running yeah, around, playing true. the frisbee and but shit. Like, but like, no, I do yeah. feel you like when I'm, so let's just say like, I don't know, I'm having a bad week. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm injured, so I'm just in my room all the time yeah. and I'm getting no sun. I definitely feel way more lethargic and lazy and I'm like, oh, like I got no motivation to do my mm-hmm. schoolwork. But then, you know, if I'm out and I'm being active, like, because I down south, I live 15 minutes from the beach. Oh, I try. Perfect. And, I love it. I try and go to the beach for at least like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and just I do feel more energized. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm ready to start my day now. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's get this. Let's get this work. And yeah. I love it. Like if I'm more active, you're right. Like more active, just out in the sun. I definitely feel like that just kind of keeps up throughout the week. Yeah, and activity as well. Just working out, yeah. and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is when you exercise. It does like the opposite. It gives you more energy. It doesn't make yeah. you tired. Like yeah. when you exercise, when you get that circulation going through your body, yeah. it actually boosts your energy levels. Like mm-hmm. you're able to do more. You feel like you want to do more. You feel more motivated. Yeah, and for you real. feel like you got like tension in your body, like mentally and physically. You got yeah. that out. Because people fail to realize that we are animals, mm-hmm. you know? So we are, we have bodies, we have muscles that are meant to do work. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you know, there's a lot of adverse effects that go on in your head yeah. and your body that, you know, a lot of people don't want. You yeah. know, I know that I have to work out or I will go crazy. For real. Um, I feel like a chimp, dude. Like if I'm not <laughs> if I'm not doing something that's physically taxing on my body at least three yeah. to four times a week, then like I'm going to I'm going to start going off the rails. Like yeah. I'm going to be like I'm going to start like getting kind of like, you know little bit of animosity within myself yeah. like, you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have like tension with people i'm gonna get snappy yeah so i have to i have to do that not only to get the tension out but just to feel better i've always felt like going to the gym is just a little bit therapeutic oh for it's, sure it's nice and then i like because i don't really lift weights mm-hmm. because i have my weight class to maintain i'm not trying to get super big and bulky mm-hmm. but when you know i do lift it's soothing almost just put in your headphones you just kind of vibe you lift your weight and it's mm-hmm. you can work at your own pace mm-hmm. instead of boxing, which is a lot of cardio, like oh, like working crazy. Yeah. But like when you're lifting and just any sort of exercise like that, working at your own pace is like really soothing mm-hmm. and nice. That's why hitting the bag sometimes on your own can be really nice because oh, you just, yeah. you know, you got that 30 burst, 30 second burst of anger. You get it all out oh, and yeah. then you go back and just kind of hit in the bag. That's why I like it, on. too, is if you have a lot of anger or if you have like a lot of like conflict within yourself or external conflict, you can like get it out when you box, whether it be on a bag or like a pad or a person. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, if you, you know, you're, you're pissed, you want to punch your stepdad in the face, you can go to the gym and you can fucking, you can see some guy and like, you're like, all right, you're my stepdad now. What's up, bitch? Tyler comes home. He's like, I hate him. I'm going to go hit the bag. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, it's good. It's a good, um, outlet of negative energy yeah, for real. and also there's a lot of positive energy in gyms as well yeah man. um i mean i've talked about this before but you know people who fight are like some of the nicest humblest people that you'll ever meet in your life yeah. um because they their ego is at such a 
abnormal level of low yeah. because they have nothing to prove. It's, you know, they're in there. Yeah. They get punched in the face. They yeah. punch people in the face. They know what they're capable of. They know where they stand. And it's like people who don't train any type of martial arts, they don't have a firm grasp of objective reality. And yeah. that's where the ego problems come in. I've always like, in terms of like street fights, mm-hmm. it's really funny because I, I feel like I've seen where guys, you can just tell they're insecure because they don't actually know how to fight because mm-hmm. they don't know that. And they they just go ahead and swing on somebody because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. But like I've gone out with some of my like my boxing boys and stuff and we're just confident. Like mm-hmm. just somebody tries us and we just kind of laugh it off. We're like, dude, like it's OK. We just have nothing to prove, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know, you take another one of my friends that isn't in the gym that isn't fighting someone tries him he's suddenly you know all jacked up like oh i gotta fight i gotta fight mm-hmm. and i'm like bro relax yeah <laughs> it's not Chill. that deep Chill. it's crazy somebody get this man a drink for real yeah and it's I, I i know exactly what you're talking about um you go downtown you see it you go anywhere to a nightclub and yeah. there's like dudes with like that especially with these frat like college type guys oh, dude always got something to prove always and that's that's just people who have never been punched in the face before. Yo, uh, at, and it shows. Yeah. I, I had heard a conversation, and someone was talking about, like, people who get in street fights clearly have just never been in a fight before because they don't mm-hmm. understand the dangers of it. They yeah. don't understand the pains of it. Like, I know a street fight's dangerous. I'd, like, getting hit with no gloves on? That's crazy, man. Oh, dude, that's the worst. That's crazy. Uh, that, I got no desire to do that uh, to I, somebody or get hit by that. I avoid conflict at all costs, all yeah. physical conflict. I'm yeah. not... If there's a way for me to not fight somebody, I'm going to do it. There's no point. I feel like no just, there's just no point. I don't want to get arrested. I don't want to hurt somebody. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to I don't want to get jumped by a guy's friends. Okay, cool. I think it's a one-on-one. Yeah. Turns out he's got three buddies. I, I beat this one guy's ass. Yeah. His three buddies are like, oh, shit. They come in. I get socked from behind. Like, there's no point. That's why you got to have kicks, bro. Yo, no. I got. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> no. I'm doing no. What? I don't want to do a kick in a street fight either. You know what I, I believe in? And, like, I do boxing. I love boxing. Yeah. But, like, all respect to wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Because mm-hmm. it was a, a crazy statistic. I'm going to throw out a statistic. Could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, 90% of street fights ends up on the ground. Yeah, it's true. I, it's a whole new world for me down there. Mm-hmm. I get taken down. That's terrifying for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to throw crazy elbows. You know, I've seen stuff on UFC, but that doesn't mean I know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. Okay, I'll, I'll go for their neck and try and choke them out, mm-hmm. get it done with. Mm-hmm. You know, just try and hug them, try and control them. But someone who actually knows what they're doing on the ground, it's a whole new world. It's scary. I don't want to do a street fight. Dude takes me down. All of a sudden, okay, my hands are useless. Yeah, you're just you know you're in the water and you don't even know how to swim. If I get into a street fight, I'm, I'm going to point at the ground and be like, hey, don't be a bitch. Don't go to the ground. I'm going to try his ego. Don't, don't go to the ground. Let's fight. Let's stand up <laughs> and yeah, see how that yeah, works yeah, for me. try to say that <laughs> with those cauliflower ears. Yo, I, <laughs> I walk into public places and I f- normally feel supremely confident, like not in like a douchey way. I just walk in. I feel like, you feel okay, like I body. feel comfortable. Like I think I could take most people in here. Honestly, is that what you think like about I, in every room? It's something I unconsciously do. I walk into a doctor's <laughs> office to get my wrist fixed. Yeah. Hey, I <laughs> fucked this doctor up. There's this Russian dude <laughs> chilling in the corner. Big old beard. Okay. Cauliflower ear. American top team shirt. Oh, sweatpants. Nice. Dana White's contender series slides. And I, and I sat there and I said to myself, like, this is the first time in a long time I realize I'm no longer the toughest guy in the room. I looked at him. I said, damn, 
something goes down, he's going to beat my ass. <laughs> well, I, if nothing goes down in your doctor's office. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. Dude, dude came up. He's like, lady, I need help with knee. And I'm like, help him. Help him. Help I don't want right to get now. mad. You need to get this guy assistance. Yo, for real. Before he gets, goes, he gets mad. Those, you know what I'm saying? Those Eastern European dudes are different, man. Yeah, I mean, just I think, I think the climate and the climate the culture the culture and just, just how you grow up it definitely influences what type of person you become they're crazy like yeah. in a good way just like and it's so funny because their trash talk isn't even really trash talk you know what i'm saying like when khabib looks looks at the the news report like the presser he's like brother brother this guy's not in my level brother yeah. i would smash this guy in two rounds Everyone's like, oh, that's trash talk. That just could be being honest. Yeah. That just could be like, I'd, ki- I'd kill this fool. Easy. Like, he, he's also, not he also has a lot of honor and he's very respectful. Exactly. So he doesn't, he doesn't really talk shit like that. I know. It's so funny. But they all say the same thing like, brother, brother, he's not on my level. I smashed this I guy. I smashed this guy. <laughs> and it's just done with. And you know they're telling the truth. And you truth. know he's going to smash And you. you know it. That's got to be so terrifying to go in there and know exactly what his game plan is. And you can't do anything that's, about that's, it. That's part of what makes Khabib so great. You know that man's going to walk you down. He's going to throw you down, do the Dagestani handcuff. Yeah. Wrap your legs up and just bop, bop, bing, you in the gonna, face for four minutes. And then submit you somehow. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, just done with. You see this look of like, just like, oh, shit, what have I got myself into with these guys <laughs> on the ground against the the cage dude they look up at the clock they look up at the timer and they're like man they look at their corner i need to do a different job is just like (laughs) yeah (laughs) they they don't know what to do you know what's coming yeah you know what's coming it's it's and you can't do anything about it not a thing 29 and 0 though he did and without a cut he's got no ocd without a cut (laughs) for real um only lost was it one round against connor i think it's only one or two I could yeah, be, I, I could think be it is. Though. I think it is one. Yeah, maybe I think two, it's only but one round. I mean, I think it might be a two. In his entire career. In his entire career. He's dominant. He is definitely the most dominating combat athlete of all time. You th- do you think he's GOAT? Because like, there was a big argument. He's the GOAT, bro. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about anybody else because regardless of whatever you have to say about fucking John Jones or yeah. Boyce Gracie, yeah. they might have never lost either, but they've faced adversity. They've been yeah. cut. Yeah. This guy doesn't get hit. That's what I'm saying. This guy does not. He's the most dominating yep. combat athlete of all time. That's There's nothing you are going to be able to do to stop him from imposing his will on you. Yeah. And that is, that classifies you as the GOAT. I mean, there's weight classes and everything. Yeah. Obviously, if John Jones fought him, I mean, they would be. Oh, well, yeah. But pound for pound, I think he's definitely up there. And people forget about Mighty Mouse, too. Mighty Mouse is legit, man. Mighty Mouse, Mighty is Mouse never legit. got any respect. And I think it's just because he's little. Yeah. He, a little bit cheesy, he's like he wasn't four. anything like super crazy, like mm-hmm. outlandish. And, but he's dominant, and I think um, I had heard. I don't. They talk about sometimes when you're just so dominant, mm-hmm. it's almost boring to watch. Like no one just wanted like to watch Floyd. him. They, they felt like there was no competition for Mighty Mouse. Yeah, he was working all these dudes, and the UFC was like, "We're getting no money. Nobody wants to mm-hmm. watch him. We already know the outcome of a Mighty Mouse fight." Yeah, let's just sell him. Let's just odds him are like let's trade him. Negative twenty five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> like, like all right, he's definitely gonna win. The, one of the craziest submissions I've ever seen was Mighty Mouse's like flying arm bar like on the dude. I was like, he's a wizard. He's a wizard. He has a very very high fight IQ, dude. He's crazy. He definitely is, and he's five foot four, and he is a monster. Yeah, he now fights in one. Yeah, one championship. Yeah, he I don't know one. how he's doing over there. I, I lost track of him ever since he left. Dude, I don't even know. What's I heard going he had some tough that. fights though. 
I mean, I, I heard, I, like, the one championship, a lot of the UFC guys went over there and got thrashed. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Sage Northcutt got murked. Did you see that? No. Northcutt got knocked out, bro. Oh. His whole eye was sunk in. Oof. Buddy caught him with a right hand. Northcutt went face first, done. Um, who's the guy that Connor pieced up for the second belt? Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. Eddie Alvarez went over there. I think he's, like, had, you know, traded wins and losses. Yeah. Um, a lot of the UFC guys that went over there kind of kind of got some smoke there's some definitely good competition yeah and they go over there for the money um they their pay is you know comparable to the ufc yeah and it's also a new experience i mean if Mm -hmm. you feel like the ufc isn't treating you right that's like another thing you can do you can also go to bellator Um, bfl yeah Um, alex nicholson that's the only guy i know in there bare knuckle boxing if you're really a savage bare knuckle i have a problem with that man (laughs) it's very violent it's it's not even that i just think it's it's not a smart career choice like the longevity in it is no good like, like you're 50 racks of fight yo you're gonna <laughs> like you you saw with um nate diaz and jorge masvidal all that scar tissue on diaz's face opened up real quick mm-hmm. and that's with gloves on you yeah. keep doing bare knuckle you're gonna keep scratching up your face by your fourth fifth fight dude you're gonna have you're gonna open up like that and they can just call it your hands are gonna get messed up i just i don't and you're not making any bread and no bkfc bread. is like where the careers of old ufc fighters or boxers go to die and guys <laughs> who couldn't make it I promise you. That's how yeah. I feel. You got a lot of CTE. Yeah. You know I'll, I'll call him out. PKFC fight me. I don't care. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, but tonight is actually the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight. That's going to be Who crazy. you got? I, I think I got Tyson, man. So it, it was weird because they kept going back and forth on the rules, talking about, like, there's no knockouts allowed. No knockouts allowed. I, Look it up. What They're, do you mean? What, what does that mean? What, I was, that's what I thought. But so they've come out. They literally had to come out and make a public statement saying knockouts will be allowed. So because of that, I'm going to go with Tyson. I think Tyson might go in there, do his little thing, and a pop. The thing is, they're just so old. I feel like neither of them have a chin. But we've seen Jones get knocked out pretty consistently in his later career because mm-hmm. he's got no chin. He, I don't want to see that man take a right hand from Tyson. I think he's done with. Mm-hmm. And Tyson, he's old. But on I, TRT. I, I don't know how his chin's going to be. I don't know. But I got Tyson for that. I think Tyson definitely has the power and the weight. Weighting at 220. Roy Jones weighting at 210. Weighed in. It was 220 and 210. And, you know, I think that activity will play a huge role in this because yeah. Mike Tyson has not been active for a long that's time. What, that's what I felt as well. Roy Jones Jr. was active. Is there, is, He's been you know, fairly active. He's stayed active. Since like two years ago. Which is, fought. Which is why part of me is like, because he, he got knocked out. Like he, he gets knocked out. They've older. both been knocked out. Yeah, I know. But like Roy was getting knocked out in his 40s and 50s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't be doing that to yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to go in there with Mike Tyson. Power, power doesn't leave you. It, and, and you saw that with Foreman. Foreman retired, came back heavy as hell, bald, and doesn't look the same. But his power... Uh, he hits you yeah. and they're just dropping. I think Mike Tyson's still going to have his power. He definitely does. You remember seeing him hit the pads? Dude's a scary man, dude. I wouldn't spar Tyson, even at 50. I wouldn't. What? Dude, you got me so fucked up. That man up. finna come in and pop, knock my head off, go looking in the stands for me. Yeah, and you can't even, <laughs> like, you can't even like stay away from him either. They'll no. just come in. He's going to come in. He's going to cut that uh, cut that ring off and you're done for. Oh, dude, that's He's the, a terrifying guy. That's got to be uh, one of the last people I would want to fight. Is Mike Tyson? There's a lot of there's a lot of bad people in this world, man. <laughs> a lot of scary people that I got no desire to fight. Dude, he's just so intimidating. He's still to this day, he's so passionate about fighting. Yeah. Like that's his life. Yeah, like, he's like he, he was like brainwashed. Like yeah. that is like 
that's he was a, he's a machine mm-hmm. like and his job is to destroy his opponent he's talking about like getting raised like that how that kind of messed him up and, definitely and he was talking about like just kind of how it played with his ego mm-hmm. and it's just crazy to hear and it's crazy to kind of see him back he one of like my favorite things from him was he was talking about like going into the ring and talking about like pressing his knuckles into the gloves so you could feel it mm-hmm. and talking about looking at his opponent and never breaking eye contact never breaking eye contact and then when he looks away that's when mike knows he's, he's got him he's got him he's like yeah, got him it's crazy there's like smell of fear yeah he's, smell of fear in his heart he's actually like <laughs> super I, I don't not lyrical but like he speaks really eloquently. Like he can put together these crazy. Oh, he's sentences. definitely very philosophical. It, it's. I think people kind of underestimate his just quite how intelligent he yeah. is. Yeah. He no. If you listen to his podcast and you listen to him talk out like on on his terms, mm-hmm. like not in like an interview or something. Yeah. He's definitely very deep into like the spiritual world and the yeah. philosophical art of fighting and you the art he, of war. You think he's done a lot of like psychedelic type stuff? Yeah, he's talked about it. Oh, has he? I don't know. Yeah, dude, he's done a lot of psychedelics and stuff. I mean, guys, he used to do that a lot when he was a kid too, like thirteen, Who? just doing LSD all the time. Who? Mike Tyson. At thirteen? Yeah. What? I think it might have been younger. I think it might have been eleven. I'm not really? Even, don't quote me, but it was young like that. Yeah. I didn't know. He's that. done a lot. Yeah, dude. He had a. He was in like a lot of juvenile trouble. I knew he was in juvenile trouble, but I thought it was because he was like stealing stuff. Mm, I mean, he was stealing stuff. I'm sure. But that's I funny. Mean, no, I didn't know that. He was doing a lot of stuff, and I mean, I think that that psychedelic experiences are like something that people should actually like. The stigma should be removed from that. Yeah. Like, have you ever done anything psychedelic? No. Never. Never. I've I've done Molly, but that's not psychedelic. Yeah, that is not psychedelic. No, that's I've like like <laughs> that, that's intense. It was it was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean I but bet I'm sure it was fun. No, nah, like psychedelic stuff kind of scares me, man. Yeah, and also like the the length of the trips or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I what was it? It was acids like supposed to be eight to twelve hours. It's like twelve hours, bro. Being sober for twelve hours just normal can get tough sometimes. Just so all these <laughs> thoughts running through your head. Imagine tripping for 12 hours. I couldn't do that. No, that's LSD. Uh, mushrooms is a little bit shorter, and it's a little bit less scarier. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I did LSD once, and I saw the devil. For real? Yeah, like it's it's intense, and it's way, it's in your head. Your head is moving 1,000 miles per hour. Couldn't, You're couldn't looking at life. Did it feel like 12 hours? Dude, it felt like... <laughs> it felt like it was never gonna end. Yeah. Oh no, I couldn't do that. Dude, felt, I'd freak out. And then it felt like, all right, dude, we're past the peak. You know, it's gonna start coming down. No. And you're like boom. And then it comes you're up looking again. at something, and then like something starts like, I don't know what people were talking about with the hallucination thing, because I mean, I probably didn't take enough, but I didn't see anything that wasn't there yeah. except the devil. But that was crazy. like out of the corner That's of my so eye, crazy. and it's nah. like, oh my god, what was that? No chance. But no. um Mushrooms, actually, I've done a lot of research into psilocybin mushrooms, like okay. the magic It mushroom. just became legal where? It just became legal in a lot of states, actually. Oh, cool. Um, it is you moving de- there? No. <laughs> 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 it'll be, it'll be, decrim- it'll be legal um, within 10 years federally. Um, yeah. Right? It'll follow, I think it'll, we're just moving in that direction slowly, but mm-hmm. surely we're starting to see the kind of just the benefits of a lot of these things that had a lot of bad stigma on yeah, it. They have and a we really just never really rap. thought, yeah. And it's it's like you said you're scared because I am scared. because it's because of what you've been told about it. Yeah. Like you only hear the bad stuff. Yeah. Nobody tells you that this is probably one of the most beautiful experiences you could possibly have in your entire life is yeah. like doing like psilocybin mushrooms mm. because it's not. It makes you so empathetic. It's hard to explain, but you you look at life through a perspective that you never have before. Like for example, um, this was like a while ago, but yeah. I had taken some mushrooms and 
you know, it calmed down. I was at a park and everything, and I went okay. home, and I was in my backyard, and I'm looking, and there's like this opening in the trees. Okay. And I'm like, huh, like, has that always been there? Like, did someone just cut down a tree or something? Yeah. My dad, I asked my dad, I was like, did someone cut down a tree? He's like, that's always been there. Yeah. And I was like, what? And it just makes you look at everything. And there's, it not only, not only can help you like be a nicer person, it yeah. helps you like think about how other people feel, yeah. especially when you're on it and the lasting effects. Mm. Um, generally, those effects are so intense in your mind that it's like a memory you'll carry with you for a long time. And it'll like, I mean, hopefully it'll like change you who you are as a person. I yeah. always come out of it as a better person. Yeah. I always, and even the bad trips, those are the ones that you learn something from. You like learn something about yourself. Yeah. Cause yeah. that, cause the reason why I think you have bad trips. Yeah. The reason why you get that paranoia and everything is because you probably realize how vulnerable you are, mm -hmm. how vulnerable you really are. Yeah. Cause people, we walk around and everything and we, we live relatively safe compared to most of human history, yeah. even most parts of the world. Yeah, we do. We're living good. We live so good. It's kind of crazy. You just sit there sometimes like I've sat there sometimes yeah. just like, dang, like I'm really like fortunate. Yeah. It's crazy. Really fortunate. Yeah. And when you take that, you realize how vulnerable you are, how much danger mm -hmm. there is. And that's why I think people get paranoid, whether it be on mushrooms or like weed or anything. Yeah. You know, they get, they get paranoid because they realize how vulnerable they really are. Yeah. But, you know, there's actually a lot of benefits to taking mushrooms. I know they're actually using it to treat PTSD now and depression and mm -hmm. anxiety um, in micro doses. Yeah. So they give you a smaller amount. Um, so you don't really trip, but you're in this state of like like a le very low intensity mm. state of euphoria okay and you're really you can be focused yeah. it helps you with focus um some effects of that is increased visual acuity okay so you can not only see colors more vividly yeah but the acuity increases so you can see more detailed um sure. i feel like i can see farther yeah i feel like if i'm looking at like a bunch of trees like i'm out in the woods or yeah. something I can like see motion. Okay. Like I can see any anything that's moving in my field. Are you gonna of vision. become like a grade A hunter all of a sudden, dude? <laughs> you don't want to put me in there with some mushrooms in a twenty two. I'll come out of that bitch with a fucking bear, dog. Um, They'll be like, man, Audi was the best hunter dude, ever. Dude, I'll What is your secret? <laughs> I'll try and go choke a bear, dog. I'll sneak up on that shit. Yo, Khabib wrestled on bears as a kid, bro. I don't. Get, bro, you didn't wrestle fucking bear, dog. It was a baby bear, and you wrestle uh, it, bro. I'll wrestle that shit. What? <laughs> Stop the cat. I'll wrestle That bear rip your face uh, off. Bro, it, it was like, it was their bear. It wasn't like just a random bear. Are you trying to downplay a child wrestling I'm with a saying, bear right now? I'm saying, don't gas this man like he actually wrestled a huge bear. He wrestled a, an adolescent no. at most bear and it no. weighed less than 200 pounds. No, I will stand by this. Khabib <laughs> wrestled a goddamn bear. He wrestled a grizzly bear and the bear was scared to come back for a round two. I promise you. <laughs> Khabib is the goat. What? Talking, trying to talk on, down on oh, a child dude, wrestling a bear. All I'm saying, dog, is I wouldn't have let that bear walk me down like that. I would, I would have <laughs> changed levels on that bear, and I would have came in with an ankle. You would sweep the leg, and dude. I would have not. No, I would have sweep the leg. I would have, I would have Sotogari hip tossed him Damn. right under the ground, Damn, and then like I would, have, I would have went for a knee bar. You would have subbed him. Easy. I don't know how flexible their joints are, <laughs> and so I the don't, bear would have tapped real because quick he then. might, he might like be like, uh, like stubborn. He might not want to tap. Uh, you know okay. what I'm saying? So you got uh, Khabib just engaging him. 
or you choke him out because that's what Khabib said. He didn't want to. If break the Gaethje's Bears' arm. family is there, I'm not gonna snap his arm. Right. I'll try and go choke him because he's not gonna want to tap. I'll just choke him out. True. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna want to break real, his arm. Real, if his family's watching, humane. like Mama Bear is watching, I'm like, dude, I'm, I got you, dog. For your honor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very nice. Oh my You're a gosh. hero, dude. We were talking about this last episode, but people used to fight animals like in ancient Rome. I could take a, a Pomeranian. <laughs> dog? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll I take hope a little so. dog, dude. I hope so, dog. What, bro, some of these police dogs, I don't know. A German Shepherd? That thing, if it knows, like, those are trained to go for the arm, but okay, you train it to go for someone's throat. What? You, a wolf you cannot will do run. That. Wolves, I was talking, I'd seen a video yesterday. I was talking with my boy about it. Some animals are way bigger than you realize. Wolves are not like German Shepherd size. Wolves are huge. Wolves are like 200 pounds. Dude, they're massive. Yeah. M- like moose. Full muscle. Moose are like the size of a pickup truck, bro. Yeah. Those things are an elk. Ridiculous. I haven't, I actually don't know that one. An elk's like a little bit bigger than a moose yeah. sometimes. I saw, an, huge. I saw an elephant in person. Like you standing up, you would be like looking at his like throat. Damn, that's tough. That's huge. That's tough. Like they imagine they spend their whole life just trotting through the snow. Just. Dude. That that muscle is strong. Animals are crazy, dude. And they don't they don't <laughs> fuck around. What a statement! <laughs> animals are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, no, dude, their muscles like there's no nonsense on their body. Just nah. like me, they have no nah. wasted space. Like, there is nothing like on their me. body that that <laughs> you're is a supreme human an animal. Dude, there's just no nonsense on my body. People are like, dude, you're like 145. I'm like, but there's no wasted space. 140. <laughs> everything has a purpose, dog. You ever had to dissect a frog in high school? Yeah. Dude, some people are so muscular, I really equate them to a frog because I was shook. When I dissected a frog, they're muscle-bound, bro. Oh, they're abs? Yeah. They're ridiculous. And so sometimes these people step on these scales. I'm like, yo, they look like a frog. They got the build of a frog, dude. (laughs) 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 They might fight me for saying that. But for real, Uh I say they look like a frog because they're so Mm muscle-bound. They're so tight. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Some people are just built different. I mean, it really depends on... You know, your genetics and, you know, if you want to go even deeper, it really depends on what your ancestors were really doing. Yeah. You know, if your ancestors were farmers, you're probably going to be like stocky. Like if your ancestors were warriors, you know, Vikings or, you know, just warriors, wherever you're from. I mean, you're definitely going to you're going to you're going to have that fight in you. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just part of who we are. You know, conflict is a part of human history. You know, it's the reason why we got here. It's the reason why, you know, we're doing all the stuff we're doing now is because somebody wants somebody won a war somewhere yeah. and that's and they decided what happened after that yo if if all the gangs around the world had like a gang war all right so like we take bloods and cribs versus like some gang in mexico versus like the russian gangs who do you think comes out on top dude i think a lot of people sleep on biker gangs <laughs> what i what? think a lot of people sleep on motorcycle Le- gangs leather dudes with with a bike and a and a caliber little caliber and a shotgun just chilling by the motorcycle nah bro they get clapped easy. You think so? I, I think, think that so. they would take all the American gangs. I think that's the number one. Ga- the, I think the mafia back in the Dizze, oh. the mafia, like oh. the Italian mafia, that's, you're not messing with that. Um, I don't know about now. I feel like it really depends at this point who's got the most power. Yeah. I went on a crazy, like, vice binge. <laughs> and, like, Watching gangland. Yo, dude, all, <laughs> all these gangs in South America are scary, bro. The what? Sinaloa cartel? Dude, they don't care, dude. They don't. I don't even want to talk bad on them here. Like, I love you guys, man. Don't don't come out <laughs> to me. They're crazy. I heard y'all are opening a zoo. <laughs> I want to check it out. No. Oh, no, man. There's, there's scary dudes. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's Russian gangs. Um, they're Yakuza they just, in Asia. I think they're posers. You think the Yakuza's posers? Yeah, dude. They just got cool tattoos, and that's about it. The triads? I don't know. 
I mean, dude, that's that's no joke. Yeah. Um, I remember playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and we did a lot of missions with them. And you know they were they were they were GTA. I was never allowed to play GTA. What? Yeah, when I was a kid, Dude. my parents said no, no GTA. I had to beg my mom for Call of Duty to play play with my boys. What was the first Call of Duty you got? Modern Warfare Three. Really? Yeah. That was the last one I, I played. I missed I missed out on the Modern Warfare Two craze. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed. Oh, that, I heard, that was wild. I heard that one was the best. Everyone talks about it. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. fun. And then now, if you even played, it's just full of people with like with modding. Yeah, like, what? That game's so old, it's definitely like so many hackers and stuff. Yeah, like that's it. all that's on there. I went to go play Modern Warfare 3, because that's still on like Xbox Modern Warfare 3 is fun. I went to go play that like, I don't know, like five years after or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I went back on, I got in like hacked lobbies. I was like, this is kind of fun, but like, whatever. Um, yeah, I was really big into first-person shooters. Yeah. Um, I played Black Ops, the first one, and then I played Modern Warfare 3, and those were my two main ones. That was my, that was my like, that was my reign. Okay. That was the era. That Bro. was like you couldn't fuck with me. And now to this day, my muscle memory will still hold strong really? in any first-person shooter game because of that. I get so mad sometimes because like I want to be good at it, and I just get bodied, dude. And then you got these like proximity mat like chi- uh, mic chats or whatever, mm-hmm. and I hear these twelve-year-olds laughing at me, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, they'll kill me or I'll kill them, and they're like, ah, oh, you suck, and they're like little little kids, bro, and I'm getting uh, bodied by them, calling you racial slurs, dude. Yeah, everything that crazy, bro. <laughs> what? It's a toxic community out there. Dead ass. It's a toxic. community. Do not go on any online game I heard, lobby if I heard you're they're soft. S- they're starting to like record it now and like you can report it there's like a dude i guess they're all recorded well i'm pretty sure they are so fucked but it was like all these like playstation gamers were like super mad because they're like oh i don't want to get reported like whatever like then stop being racist on the chat man (laughs) stop using racial slurs just stop saying the n-word timothy (laughs) like it's all right bro you'll be all right (laughs) yeah little timothy dude (laughs) oh my gosh uh nah i just I, uh, do you feel like that causes people to be more violent when you're younger, seeing games like that? Because your parents obviously didn't want you to play Grand Theft Auto for a reason. Do you think that that is I, actually true? You think that I, I think maybe not makes you more violent, but I think you aren't so shell-shocked by seeing stuff like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, when you just get more exposure to stuff like that, yeah. I think you're just not so like, oh, oh, my God. You know, I think, like, if you take like a bunch of kids that like never played the video games or whatever and then you show them the video game for the first time they're gonna be like whoa like that dude's head just got like blown off like mm-hmm. oh my god they might be a little bit more sensitive to it and these kids that have been playing all the time so once that gets blown off they're like yeah you yeah. saw that body dude. yeah i don't think that translates to real life I don't, though. I don't think it translates to real life either yeah i i don't know a lot of these dudes though that like do end up doing these shootings are like weird dudes i feel like they probably play those type of games but i don't think those games cause it like yeah. how many millions of people play those video games so many. Exactly. So and many people are, play. Not, not all of them are going to go out and do some shooting. Yeah, nobody plays GTA and is like, I'm just going to carjack somebody because I did it in GTA. Dude, thought about it. Why not? You did? <laughs> no. You thought about carjacking somebody? <laughs> I've never I, I, see, I see a Lambo and I'm like, I could get away. I could go dark for six months and I come out with Until you realize you don't know how to drive a stick shift. No, I don't. Dude. You don't know how to drive a stick shift? Oh, you got to hop on that. We were, I was at my friend's house and he was like parked like half in the road, half in the grass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he was gone and it was a stick shift and the police come through because we're like kind of on a main road. Yeah. And they're like, yo, you got to move this car. 
And I'm like, yo, I don't know how. They're like, okay, we'll tow it. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, we'll learn, we'll learn. Yeah. We threw our, like two of our boys in the in the car. We're on like YouTube tutorial, how to drive a stick shift. Oh my god. We moved it about ten feet forward until we learned how to put it in reverse. <laughs> we were like getting so scared, dude. We looked foolish. Dude, I learned how to drive a stick shift. Um, I kind of knew how to drive it like growing up, but I never had a car where I drove it on the road. It was like yeah. I'd move it, I put it in first gear and everything. Because there's three pedals. And there's a shifter. Crazy. So for the gears, like first, second, third, fourth, fifth, yeah. and then reverse. And I bought a car a few years ago that was a stick shift. Nice. Didn't know how to drive a stick Damn. shift. You know how I learned? Oh. On the way home. Dude, <laughs> I learned how to, dude. You're tripping. Stalled and every time I stopped. And it's like when you get up on a hill, it will roll backwards, right? Oh, dude, that's the scariest thing. Yeah, yeah. If I'm pulling out of, um, thankfully, we live in a very f- relatively flat, flat, place. flat place. But like outside the gym I used to go to, um, It'd be like on an incline, like yeah. a 45 degree angle at a red light. Dang. So I would be right there and, and just dude, there'd be a car behind me. They'd be yeah. like right on my ass. Mm-hmm. And I would have to be able to, yeah. you know, let off the clutch and go forward. But that, like there's that second where it goes back it. and I get so scared. And I would stressful just I would just, just hold the brake and then put my hand out the window. But you got to go past me. Yeah. Because I would, I would be like, dude, really? I'm going I'm to roll into you. That's and crazy. my car is going to stall. Dude, yeah. I was... That was a very terrifying thing at first, but now, now I feel like I'm. I'd like to learn how to do stick. You just, definitely just should. To look cool. it, it adds to your sex appeal. <laughs> yeah, dude. Girls like it. I, I bring a girl in my in my in my Sonata, and <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, a, it's like the Perndle. I'll take it in the left where you can tap it forward and it goes up a little gear. Oh, like, the Triptronic. Yeah, yeah the, that fake ass stick shit. Yeah, I'll drive a stick. What's up, girl? Yeah, <laughs> nah, dude. It's it's. I like it because I feel like I'm more connected with the car as a machine. I feel like I'm actually doing something. True. Because nah. like now that they have autonomous driving, it's like yeah. you can just fucking turn that shit on. No, sometimes, text. sometimes I, I I get in my car and I get home and I'm like, dang, I really just drove. I don't even remember driving. <laughs> like you just ever have those moments? You just like, oh, how long was that yes. drive? Like what? Yes, I know what you mean. So crazy. When I used to work at Disney, I lived in Castleberry, so that's like a 45 minute drive. Okay. And I would be in like autopilot, and I'll be driving a stick, eating yeah. Waffle House, yeah, listening to a podcast all yeah. at one time at like. Six in the morning, the sun wasn't even up, and I'm like, "Damn, I just got to Disney. Fuck a Tesla, dog. I just Dude. drove here with my kneecap." Yeah, yeah. I, I like a stick shift. I gotta get better about that. I'm kind of irresponsible sometimes. I, I'll, I'll break an Angry Birds record on the highway. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that's <laughs> fucking wild. You play games on the highway? I used to. I'm I'm good about Holy it now. Shit, dude, I'd be watching videos. You know when like the the game pigeon came out, like on text. Game pigeon, yeah, 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 yeah. with eight like, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and my friends would be driving somewhere, and then they get a text from me with a game pigeon, and they're like, Daniel, why are you playing that one? We're, we're on I-95 <laughs> right now. Yo, we're chilling. I'm, I'm a good... I'm, I actually have a pretty... I only got one ticket, and that's it, in like four or five years. What was it for? Speeding. Damn. Was, ew, oh, dude. I was so unlucky. So unlucky. Because I was just tired, and I was just going a, a little bit over, like 15 over, mm-hmm. and I like was just tired, so I wasn't really looking and the cop was going the other way and he tags me while mm. driving the opposite way and he cuts across the median Ooh. and comes and gets me it's so like, scary dang so unlucky Dude. one one ticket and that's it that's the worst and then he definitely gave you a ticket yeah well he's, he was cool about it he gave me some weird speech i was like with my <laughs> friends and he's like he's like all oh, your friends love you right and i'm like yeah like yeah and he's like, you love, like, all your friends, right? Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. He's like, but you love yourself. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you shouldn't be speeding. I'm like, okay. How much is the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Can we speed this up? I'm trying to get out of here. No, not oh. you. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> like to the cop, dog. 
<laughs> I looked around. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. My bad. No, dude. I would never say it like that. No. <laughs> That's fucked. Um, but so when do you want to when do you want to go pro? I was boxing? I was talking with my friend. So technically, I could go pro right now. Technically, you could go pro right now. Going pro, you don't have to meet any sort of requirement. It's just simply a licensing thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But going pro right now does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I would, I have essentially no amateur record, no like crazy accolades and stuff. I wouldn't get signed to a good promoter or a good pr- manager. Um, I'd be fighting local shows and I'd probably be getting screwed over on money and matchups. Mm-hmm. So the thing with boxing that's kind of frustrating is, and you, you hear people talk about this a lot, is like the desire to be undefeated. Like the whole like 20 and 0, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very different from the UFC. As soon as you take a loss in boxing, it's really bad for you, man. And so you'll see these guys who are smart about it. They understand the business of it, and they'll build their fighter up. They kind of throw him a bum. You know, first couple fights, you get the knockouts, you mm-hmm. get the record. Okay, you step it up a little bit. You get a guy that has a decent-looking record, but you know he's fought bums, and you know he's a bum. You know you're going to beat him. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now you're 10-0. and 0. Yeah. Okay, now you're 15-0, and 0 and you're going to be on TV. You're fighting guys that are also, you know, 15-3, and 21-2. You know, guys who have lost before. You make you look good, but they have good records. Win, but they have still. good records. Cool, you move up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are guys who have the amateur record. Those are guys who have the accolades. Those are guys that promoters believe in, invest in, and want to build up. Mm-hmm. I turn pro right now. They're, they, you know, they see me spar. They might be like, oh, you know, cool, he's got talent. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna want to invest all that time in me. Yeah, I'm gonna get thrown hard fight after hard fight after hard fight for a show that's not on TV, for a show that does nothing for me. Cool. Let's just say I take a loss. Mm-hmm. People lose. I, I lose. Okay, let's just say I take a loss. Now, uh, there's no chance, you know, I'm going to get built up. No one's going to want to watch me. And my career is ruined at 22 mm-hmm. for no reason. So I want to continue in the amateurs. I want to win tournaments. I want to get this. I want to get these belts. And then I want to look at going pro and, you know, start looking at this promoter, this manager, mm-hmm. this guy to build me up, to yeah. get me the right fights. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I'm scared to fight somebody. But I don't want to take a hard fight on an unknown card. For a $50 gift card at Starbucks. Exactly, for nothing. Why would I do that to Mm -hmm. myself? Your first fight is supposed to be you knock that full out and you make a statement. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be your first two, three fights. And then you get some uh, tougher fights. Then you get the rounds in. And then you start building the clout and the stamina. And you work your way up. There's no point in me fighting another top amateur from my first fight. And then I lose. Mm -hmm. No point in that at all. So I want to continue probably be around 24, 25 years old when I go pro. That's what I want to do. When's your birthday? March. So March so, turned 23? Mm-hmm. So I'll be so 23. Two so more years? Another, about yeah. two more years? I think another two more years, you know, given no injury. I Like, I progress fast, and that's not even me, just like whatever. No, I progress sure. fast, I learn fast, mm-hmm. and I've been getting better and better. And okay, cool, I stay injury-free, and I work, and I'm in the gym for two more years. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm already competing with really talented guys i'm mm-hmm. already competing with really talented amateurs yeah okay cool i build up that record i continue progressing 24 25 i'm ready to go pro now and then hopefully i can build a career from there yeah and build it intelligently mm-hmm. because i've seen a lot of wasted talent man it's a business a lot of wasted talent where guys are better than some of the guys on tv but they weren't managed properly mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you know it's just the guy in the gym that everyone's like oh he could he's just, he's just so good he's so good he's so good but he's not given the opportunities because he didn't manage his career properly. Mm-hmm. It's a business. Um, you it have is to be business. really smart about it. Yeah. You have to be put in the right positions. Like you said, you know, you got to pick your fights correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a science to it. Um, also, the clout is yeah. important um, as far as your following. Yeah. You want to have a big following because once you go pro, you want them to, 
you know, have a reason to pay you. You, you want to be pulling in your own viewers, yep. and they want to see that too, and that's yeah. why they're going to want to pay you is because they're getting more exposure. A couple and, of boxers come to mind when you, like, talk about that. Like, Ryan Garcia, mm-hmm. he's, he's talented. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, that kid will murk a lot of dudes. I mean, obviously, he was a top amateur, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's the next, you know, greatest fighter in the world. But he's marketed well. He's marketed so well. He blew up on Instagram. Social media. Blew up. He now he's now really smart and he's got his own um, YouTube channel. Yeah. Which he's managing. He collabs with it's annoying. I don't like it, but it's a business. He collabs with like Jake Paul. I don't care for Jake Paul, but whatever, mm-hmm. Jake Paul has a lot of followers. And now Ryan Garcia gets a lot of followers. Yeah. You know? It's it's crazy to see. And then just a different one that like we you might not know, but I know him is Dave Allen. Mm-hmm. He's a British fighter, a British heavyweight. He was, he's more of like a, like he was never like championship material, but he'd headline cards and got a lot of money because he's so funny on Instagram. He has a base following. He has like his own niche mm-hmm. and he's smart about it because he has his own niche because he's funny. And he's got these core fans that will go to bat for him. Eddie Hearn, the promoter for um, Sky Sports in the Zone, yep. knew that. And puts him on the big cards because he knows he's going to get those core viewers to pay for the pay-per-view. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's what people say with Connor too. Because um, Connor is, you know, obviously an amazing fighter and mm-hmm. athlete, but his charisma and his star power as far as how entertaining he is yeah. is what attracts a lot of viewers. And also I think how he handles loss. Uh, he did handle his loss with grace. Yeah. Um, you know. He's humble in his victory and defeats, exactly. is what he said. And mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing because everybody loses. Yeah. Um, everybody's going to lose. And, you know, it's, it's really important to show that you can lose. Yeah. Um, especially when you're somebody like Connor who's very braggadocious mm-hmm. and very, like, you know, confident in their abilities. Yeah. And when you lose, it shows a sense of vulnerability mm-hmm. that people can appreciate and, you know, relate to and they'll respect you, you more. You see that a lot. Same thing with um, Chael Sonnen. When he lost oh, to Anderson yeah. Silva, he got very candid in his, you know, post-fight mm-hmm. interview. He's like, it sucks. Like, it hurts. He's like, I'm always coming up second. Mm-hmm. And it was a very raw thing. And when before Chael, the, you know, oh, he can't even speak. Like, he can speak English. He's not talking, you know, brash and bold after mm-hmm. the fight comes through, whatever. And I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen anything with Deontay Wilder right now? Have you heard about Is that? Is he still talking about, like, every excuse in the Dude, book for why he lost? I, I was actually, like, had a lot of respect for Wilder. And I, I like I, st- I still do like the guy's an got crazy power, an but animal. the way he's taking this loss is bad, man. Yeah, he first came out with, "Oh, my suit was too heavy," or you know, "Oh, my trainer is spiking my water." That's what he said. He fired his trainer. He said, "Oh, um, Tyson Fury had egg weights in his gloves, hand, in his hand, and, holding and that's his hand, why yeah. I had like an egg weight shaped mark on my head." Oh, you know, like all these excuses, and I'm, it's just a bad look. I think if it's a really bad look and Wilder came finished the fight he said no excuses you know whatever whatever and now he's come back with like 10 excuses every excuse in the book crazy um dude that that suit weighed like 40 pounds <laughs> yeah how much did he weigh uh I think he weighs he weighed in probably like 210 he's, he's a, like 6'9 he's, he's massive I don't know if I'd say 6'9 he's like 6 he might be 6'9 he's a big dude I think he is 6'9 because Tyson oh no Tyson Fury is 6'9 he, so I think he's 6'7 then Okay. I think it's still, still ridiculous. You're a huge dude. Ridiculous. You are a world-class athlete who knocks people out with raw power. You should be able to hold 40 fucking pounds dude, for and, 10 minutes and, at, like, and not feel it at all. Crazy. People were pulling up so many clips of him on Rogan's podcast, like talking about like, oh, I work out with the weighted vest. It's 40 pounds. He says he works out with like a weighted vest that's 40 pounds all the time, and he can't walk to the ring with dude. a 40, like a, a two-minute walk. Every excuse. Is crazy. Every excuse. And that is not how you handle a loss. No. 
because now it's still like people are still we're talking still about talk it about because it. of you. Yeah. Because of how much you how much excuses, you know, every couple of months. I mean, I guess it's good to stay relevant. Yeah. If that's if that's the only way you can stay relevant, that's pretty bad. If he came out and said, like, look, Fury won, changed up his game plan, fair play to him. I I won the first one, he won the second one, or like it was a draw, you know, okay, we need to do this. We need to fight a third time. Everyone would have been super stoked for it. Mm-hmm. But who wants to watch him fight? If he's gonna lose again and come back with a million excuses and call everyone a cheater and a fraud, it's just interesting to see those two giants fight. Yo, it's crazy. They're huge. It's crazy. And Tyson, he's like such a big man, and he can. Have you ever seen like big guys like that in person, like sparring or hitting the bag? No. It's different. No, I haven't. It's, it's different. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen people of that size, but Greg Hardy. Oh he, yeah. He trains um, at the gym that I work at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never been scared by a dude in slippers. Okay, <laughs> this man comes out the shower, puts on his gloves, just like hit the bag for like I don't know why. He just hits the bag in his slippers, bro. <laughs> That's ridiculous. a lot of power, He's a monster, dude. That's too Massive. much power. Massive. He's taller than me. He weighs so much more. He had to cut for the two sixty five weight cut for the heavyweight. Oh yeah, bro. He played in the NFL. He's ridiculous. Yeah, that's um, that's another thing we're talking about is how athletes will transfer over to fighting mm-hmm. and how fighting is, I mean, mixed martial arts and like you know boxing, yeah. stuff like that. That is the true test of someone's athletic capabilities. I feel like you use every muscle in your body, yeah. and not only that, but the consequences are dire. Yeah, you know, it's not a game. Mm-hmm. It's not a kid's game like no. basketball or baseball. For it's real. like you're getting punched in the face. Yeah, you can get knocked out. It's the only sport that you can end it early. Yeah. If you knock somebody out, it's over. Yeah. You know, you have to play four quarters of baseball or four <laughs> quarters of basketball and four yeah. quarters of football. You have to play nine innings of baseball. Yeah. You can, you can fight for 20 seconds and go home. For real. It's, and, it, and like by knocking somebody unconscious yeah. with your fist, like hitting them so hard that their <laughs> brain has some kind of reaction yeah. and it turns off. Done with. It's a scary <laughs> thing, man. It's, it's fun, thing. though. It is fun. We like it. What? I love it. We have problems. <laughs> <laughs> There's something we are like something different. masochists or sadists. <laughs> like, we like getting punched or, like, punching people. There's something going on there. Yeah. There's you think definitely, so? Yeah, dude. Dude, there's definitely, bro, because you ever like it? You ever dudes. like getting hit? Not hard, but like you like it. You're like, all right, yeah, that woke me up. Let's yeah, go. Sometimes yeah. I'm in a spar and I get hit and I'm I'm more you in. You start it. smiling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I'll smile sometimes during sparring. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, if you don't get hit hard, but it's like, if you if I get hit, I kind of like it, not that I like the pain, but I yeah. like the fact that I got hit, and it's like, all right, I got to tighten like, up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's go. For sure. Like, now I know not to get hit there. I, I'm, not I'm a little bit of a slow starter when, yeah. when I fight. I'm, I'm, I'm more kind of boxing out at range. I, I need to fix that because the amateurs, that's not a good style to have. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little bit of a slow starter, and then sometimes, okay, they start coming at me, and then I'm, okay, I'm more engaged, I'm more engaged, mm-hmm. and I pick it up a little bit. Do so you fight 178? Yeah, 178. So... What's the average height of people that fight at their weight class? I'm actually pretty tall for my weight class. No shit. <laughs> but like He's six four, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, the I don't know. I mean, I've I fought one dude that was like my height. They're like six foot, right? They're probably. probably around six foot. Six foot two is what like I've tended to see. To be honest, mm-hmm. sometimes you get a dude that's short and real stocky. Sometimes yeah. you get a dude that's nice and tall and lanky like me. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you get a guy that's just a in between. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Uh, it, it's so crazy because it's a huge jump. It goes from 178 to 201. That's a huge jump, oh, what bro. What the hell? Yeah, I wish there was like it's a like weight class. 23 pounds. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm not big enough for 201. Even though like I'm tall, yeah. I'm, I don't have the power for 201. You have so to I go up. stay at 178. You have to go up. I'd have to jump up yeah. crazy. Crazy. And you yeah. don't want to do that. I would, if I ever fought in like UFC, I would have to fight like 125. Because <laughs> I walk around like 145. Because you how much you walk around, you could cut. 
Dude, cut 20 pounds, it would look like fucking Bruce Lee. Dude. Just shred city. crazy. Yeah, veins popping out of my chest. Hairy-ass chest. <laughs> weigh-ins. But I have to shave my chest to make weight. Yeah? That'll be, that's probably a pound of body hair. I've, like, one guy, um, I, I don't know who he was, but he'd, like, cut his dreads off. He'd cut his hair to make weight. Fuck. Have you seen when Paul Naji had to cut his hair mid-fight? He had to put his hair up in like a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they took like some scissors and then knifed it. They sawed that oh, thing off mid fight. That's bro. crazy. He was like, "Cut it off, it's in yeah, my yeah, face, cut it off, right?" Cut it off because it was flying all yeah. over the place. That's what happens when I spar. I gotta wear like a bandana, or like a headband, especially with this flow yeah. I got now, dude. It gets in my face. I got like, no problem with I'm that. I'm going like this <laughs> every time. Yeah. Yeah, and end up getting rocked. <laughs> but now nah, I got a black eye a couple weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. You feel like a badass walking around with your black eye? <laughs> Fuck no. What? I mean, it was all you right. You walk around in public, everyone's looking at you like, oh, I do fights. <laughs> Just like black eye. Nah. <laughs> nah, but um, I, because uh, I, I was working this thing where... Um, like I was showing you that uppercut in that video. Yeah. So I was just eating the jab. I was okay. just eating the jab because, you know, sometimes you have to get hit to hit somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, real fighters know that. Like, you're not, like, if you, <laughs> you're in order to land a good punch, like, you might have to take a hit to yeah. open that spot up. Mm-hmm. And that's just the thing is, like, I'm orthodox. So when they throw the jab, I come up with the uppercut. Yeah. And I just kept getting hit there. I don't remember a specific punch where that's I got funny. hit really hard. Yeah. I think it was just the constant trauma throughout the course of that yeah. sparring session that led me to get a black eye. Because I, I was like, damn. Like, Sometimes it doesn't even have to be, like, a crazy hard punch. It just hits you in the right spot, Oh, man. dude. Hit me in the right spot. And yeah. I was like, damn, dude. And I had just shaved my beard and everything, Dang. so I was looking like a straight hoe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, you got beat up. You got no facial hair. Dang, dog. little little weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, nah, I just, I, uh, I don't, I, don't, I worry about like, not really, because I don't really spar really hard, but I am Brain always damage. very cautious, yeah, about that. Because um, I've seen people get knocked out. You have too. Like it's, it's, it's I, scary. Going to a pro fight is different than seeing it on TV. Seeing a knockout in real life is different. So when you watch a knockout on TV, okay, boom, person gets knocked out. You're, you hear the, the commentators immediately. They come over the speakers, mm-hmm. and you hear the replay, and you watch the replay, whatever, whatever, whatever. In real life, you see a knockout. Everyone cheers, and then everyone gets really quiet. And you don't hear the commentators, and it's just a, a, like a hundreds of people in a stadium hush. And because you're not seeing the replay, you're seeing the fighter on the ground, knocked out, 10 people caring to him, and you're like, oh, damn. And then, mm-hmm. so, and then you see him get stretched out, or you see the water, and you see the crying mom in the corner. I saw, like, the crying girlfriend, and you're like, dang, like, this is real. This is people's lives. But on TV, you see the knockout, you see the replay, you hear the commentators. You don't see any of that stuff. And it's a really stark, like, oh, like, this is serious. I saw, mm-hmm. like, a knockout, like an 18-year-old, and I'm like, dang, like, that was, that's crazy. It's it's it is scary, especially when like their eyes like roll up and it's like Ooh. it's different. Or when they're when they're stiff. There's st- yeah, like people will get stiff and they just kind of come out like that, and you're like whoa, or the, they'll shake and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just flop. It's yeah. it's weird. It's it's a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird response in the human body. Yeah, it's a weird thing that you can get hit hit so hard. It's just your brain firing, and you just doesn't know what to do. I think it's a defense mechanism or initially it was, I wonder why. I wonder what evolutionary advantage there is to that from getting no. hit in the head so hard that you just turn off. <laughs> I don't think, I think it's a disadvantage. I think, I think it's, it's definitely a, a very, <laughs> I think it's a weakness. Yeah. I think it definitely is because you could just get hit in a certain spot and you just turn off. Yeah. It's and like a button. Yeah, like, it's weird. It's weird. Some, and some people just naturally have a chin. Some people don't. 
and then go over that shit. <laughs> you just Iron see some shit, people dog. like when they do get knocked out, they're not the same. Oh yeah, it's weird. Some people wake up really emotional. Yeah, and confused, yeah. more confused. I mean, it's either one of the two, really. Yeah, um, and that's uh, that's something that's weird to see. Like you were saying, when someone wakes up really emotional, like what happened? What yeah, happened? Yeah, they're yeah. like mad and upset. And yeah, because they're just like, fuck, they dude, don't know what over, just happened. Bro. Yeah, yeah. You got hit so hard, you went to sleep. Yeah, like some it's some people like like you said they they never really recover from that they kind of change as a person especially you get knocked out in like a big like a big setting yeah. getting choked out's one thing i'd rather be choked out any day of the week no desire <laughs> <laughs> they're getting knocked out oh yeah that's true yeah yeah right. that's what that's what justin gaethje was saying he was like well the fight ended you know in the best way possible when he definitely got the best out, way like, possible he showed him mercy yeah like because he do going to sleep is cake <laughs> i've never been to sleep but i put people to sleep and it's like yeah. it's it doesn't hurt them yeah um you know there's no brain damage you go to you lose oxygen for like a second and then you're just unconscious and then i let go yeah and that's it you know it's not there's no lasting effects yeah i mean if there is it's minimal compared to getting minimal to get brute force to the face yeah and getting knocked out it's crazy and it's uh it's uh time for us to take intermission all right all right we'll be right back And we're back. So you were just telling me how the promotion <laughs> USA Boxing doesn't allow you to have beards. Yeah. What the hell is that? Why? I, I don't know what that's about, but um, you've got to shave, like, either day of or night before and be freshly shaven. Like, any stubble, they will not allow you to fight. I've seen it happen. No, that's only amateur, though. And only amateurs, yeah. Dude, that's so weird. It is. I, I would um, I would plan it out because, you know, okay, I shave... And then I don't grow hair back that fast. So if I shave like three, four days before, I've got all this weird stubble and I don't want to reshave like mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. So I'll wait. I'll let it grow out the night before. Boom, I shave. I show up baby face. Damn, you should go pro faster because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just try and keep this little beard that I have going yeah, on. Yeah, dude, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> why, why, why would you have to cut that? Like, why are they trying to make people look professional? I like don't they know. have like some like standard where I feel like if you have facial hair, you look unprofessional. I, I really don't know what the reason is for it. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. But. No, beards are like, they're kind of coming back. I, I mean, they, they never are. really left, but like now no. people are younger. They want yeah, beards. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I f- maybe it's just because I started kind of trying to grow one. I see it more. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I'm starting to see a lot of people grow out more facial hair. Maybe it's because we're getting older as well. I don't mm-hmm. know. But it's become like a trend. Like there'll be people with like huge beards and they'll yeah. be like our age. Yeah. Like I've had a huge beard before too. And it's just like, <laughs> like it makes you look way older. I, I, I saw a tweet that was like, um, beards are the makeup for men. And it's they so definitely true. are. So true. Bro. Yo. They definitely are. I'll, I'll look at, like, I got old Snapchat memories of me, like, when I didn't have my beard. And I was like, damn, it's a good thing I started growing like a baby. This. I mean, it, it frames your face. I mean, it can make yeah. it look, like, more appealing. I mean, depending on what people's preferences are. And, I mean, I think it's it can be very stylish. Yo. You know, it really adds to your look. I mean, I think that with trends now with fashion, I think that designer stubble is really where it's Bro. at. Um, I think beards have always been a thing for like older gentlemen yeah. as like a sign of wisdom and definitely in 
cultures outside of America, a beard is like, if you're a man, like a you, real thing. you have to grow a beard. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And um, I'm just happy that I can grow one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. people cannot. Some people can't. And bro. a beard does not make a man. No. But a lot of people think it does. A lot of people think, oh, I got this big beard on a man. You can get yeah. knocked out too, dog. Yo, for real. Just, it ain't we that much We can see padding. that you have no chin under there. <laughs> we can see that. Um, but it definitely can make your face look like more... Like, I think they actually did a test, and people who have beards are seen as, like, more aggressive. No, I, I believe it. Like, I believe they it. did a test, like, with some guy with the same face, with a, with a clean face, and, yeah. then a side by, and then a different picture of the same person with a beard, yeah. and they were seen as more aggressive. I, I, I like, see girls that, um, you know, hadn't seen me in a while, and they're like, oh, my God, like, you had such a baby face. And I was like, that's how you saw me. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I was it like, makes I'm a, a huge I'm a, difference. I'm a six foot four boxer. And you're <laughs> like, oh, you had a baby face. Yeah, you are the tallest 14-year-old I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, um, nah, it can really make a big difference. It can really add some years, too. Yo, It looks real. like you are way older. I stopped getting ID'd. Yeah, for yeah. sure. If you have I, a I thick beard, like, you're not a kid. A lot. Yeah, yeah, for real. But then as soon as I shaved, like, damn, this kid is 15. My dad looked bad with a beard. Really? Yo, he looked bad. He, he, he tried one. My mom and I and my sister were all like, let's see, let's see. He grew it out and we're like, nah, shave it. <laughs> he's like, nah, to cut that. Your dad's Filipino, right? Yeah, yeah, he's Filipino. It's, you never really see Asian dudes with beards. No, it's funny. My friend. <laughs> They're that spicy Asian, though, that Filipino. Yeah. No, yeah. he's, yeah. That spicy Asian, so they can have beards. But, like, dude. Chinese men and you know Japanese men. It's it's rare to see. They like got that cool little thing going on here. Yeah, like yeah, mustache. yeah. Um, the Fu Manchu. When I went to Thailand, I really didn't see like a lot of facial hair. Dude, I just think that facial hair or just body hair in general is more native to certain parts of the world where yeah. people come from. And yeah. Asia, Asia is not really. Or well, I mean, at least East Asia is not really the place where you go if you like men with beards because they just it's just you know they just don't. They don't do it. I see a lot of Asian dudes getting beard transplants yeah. from the hair. You ever seen that? I've seen a lot. I haven't seen that, but I've seen guys getting now um, kind of hair, tr- like just uh, like pasting on hair oh, on top dude, of their head. Oh, they'll, dude, they'll shave the top of their head, yeah. and then they'll like glue on yeah, like yeah, a toupee yeah. and then cut that. it to style your hair. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's equivalent to like, you know, meeting a girl at the club with, and she looks fine when you, and then you, the morning after you're like, what the fuck is this wildebeest <laughs> doing in here? You know what I'm Stop saying? It. And I mean, <laughs> but it's like, imagine that with like a dude. Yeah. You know, damn, this is fine as fuck. Well, I think they hair. grew it like you can't, you can't tell. Yeah, man. you can't tell until you go to sleep and then you wake up and that shit's <laughs> peeled back like Donald Stop. Trump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, do there's people getting facial reconstruction surgery to mo- look more masculine? I've seen. Oh my god, it was this one dude. I think he calls himself like the Kendall. He gets implants. Oh, I've seen it. You right? You, he gets implants for his biceps. biceps. He gets implants for his chest, like abs. It looks it, like I thought. You know, okay, maybe it looked like cool. It doesn't. It looks bad. Looks fake. I mean, no, his I mean, face yeah. doesn't add. To, his face doesn't help um, no. because his face looks very uh, fake. Yeah. In plastic, yeah. like it doesn't. It's weird. <laughs> I can't even do the face. All pasted up weird, dude. Yeah. It's all weird. It's like, dude, is that really what you want to look like? And they want to. I mean, that's. Good for, I mean, I think. Go I mean, it's it. good for him. I mean, if that's what he wants, then yeah. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. Nah. Um, if any of my friends said they were gonna do that, I would laugh and be like, "Bro, you're handsome already. You don't Yo. need to worry about that." Don't change your it's face. It's expensive. Yeah, because imagine if you get, like, your jaw reconstructed. Like, if somebody wanted a very masculine jaw, like, they wanted their jaw to look like mine, yeah. they would... 
Like, <laughs> if somebody oh wanted God. the jaw to look like mine, constant, you got the, surgery. The constant, oh, I, I'm an animal. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm just all 145 pounds, no yeah. wasted space. What's up, baby? <laughs> um, like, if somebody got that done, imagine like you have kids, and then like your kid has just like that weak chin that you were born with, and, you, and the girl's like, "What happened?" Like, oh, I forgot to mention, I have an inch added in my chin. <laughs> I have my jaw, my mandibles fucking popping out because there's plastic pieces in them. It's not really how I look. Hey, well, he got the girl anyways. Uh, yeah, he got the girl anyways. I mean, there that was go. the goal, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Like, it doesn't matter what the kid looked like. You know True. what I'm saying? You got it in. Dog. That's what kid matters. Will be fine. Um, but like, no, that, I think that's like a big thing with like incels. You know what that is? Yeah. It, <laughs> involuntary celibates in it yeah yeah like they don't get any girls yeah no they don't that's a huge problem i mean that, that'll drive <laughs> men insane it's that'll yeah drive dudes insane it's a weird like phenomenon like it's a weird thing of just like i don't know man it's I always been a thing though. i don't blame the girls though they're weird dudes yeah um and they get pissed about it yeah they like they feel like as if they're entitled to women yeah i'm like bro you want girls you got to do better no you just i don't know you it's gotta weird. do better and yeah. you know what i'm saying um it's just, that's just a weird thing with how men, like, they will, like, some dudes, like, they'll get a bunch of girls. Yeah. And some dudes will get no girls. Yeah. So it's like, there's a, say, like, it's 50-50 men and women in population. Okay. There'll be, like, dudes who get, like, five girls, and there'll yeah. be, like, a dude who gets no girls. Yeah. So it's, like, uneven. And yeah. dudes who get no girls are like pissed about that because they're like, dude, why am I not getting any puss? You know what I'm saying? Why yeah. am I not getting any? And then that'll drive them to like, you know, do some crazy shit. Crazy. And that that that's weird, dude. If you're one of those guys, you gotta you know, hit the gym. You know what I'm saying? You gotta hit the gym, get your hair right, dress I, you know, right. I think they need a hug, man. <laughs> they definitely need a hug. And I mean, I I think that people, uh, I think people need to be more loving. I mean, I feel I feel bad for people like that i feel bad for people that feel like they need to change how their face looks in order to get with me because i mean everybody's beautiful everybody's beautiful in their own way beauty is in the eye of the beholder so yeah to say somebody's ugly is like you know not everyone thinks you're ugly no i mean i've been called ugly but like obviously it's not true yo, i got dissed the other day really yo my boy ah oh, dude it still burns me deep inside my boy put me up on his story on his snapchat story all right and this girl swipes up and goes like oh he's cute I was hyped up. I was, I was feeling myself. I'm like, hell yeah. And I'm like, yo, yo, like send him my Instagram. Okay. He's like, all right, bet. He, he sent it to her. I wake up the next morning. No follow. No follower. No new follower. <laughs> so I said, hey, like what happened? What happened? He goes, yeah, she looked at your Instagram. She wasn't interested anymore. Oh, I said, damn. I cried. I said, no. Dude. Do you think you look better in pictures or better in person? I don't see. I don't have any photos of me like with the beard. And we're talking about how it makes like us look better. It definitely feel makes like a it difference. Does. Yeah. And so. I don't know. I feel like I do better in person. I feel, you know what? I've been out to parties and stuff where, like, I'll pull, like, a really good-looking girl. And that same girl or, like, same type of girl will see my Instagram and, like, not be interested in me. But I think also my stuff's, like, way boxing-centered. Mm -hmm. And they're probably like, I don't want to yeah. follow some kid who just boxes all the time. That's all he posts about. Some girls might like that. Some, but some girls like not that. that I found. <laughs> some girls like that masculine aspect. True. You know, I know def there's definitely some people who train martial arts just for the fact that you can get girls. <laughs> they they, off they just of the talk to the girl. Like, Y'all fight. <laughs> Dude, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> any, any chance I get, I bring it up. True. Like, you see this black guy? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got that. That's right. Yeah. A beautiful guy. You should see the other guy. Fighting somebody. Because <laughs> right? I'm an animal. It's got too much testosterone. I got to get it out somehow. You Crazy. know what I'm saying? Um, but no, it's that's that's really interesting how you know like we were talking about the beard can change yeah. how you look and people will just 
you know, they'll, I, think, I think it adds a respect factor, especially in a lot of cultures, but especially here. Like, people will respect you if you have a beard. Oh, no. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I felt more respect. I, f- I feel like my friends clown me the same. Really? <laughs> yes. They're probably just salty because there's patchy. You know what? That might be it, dude. That's definitely That what might it is. be it, for real. It's that envy. They're all Everybody angry. wants to grow a beard. What? Everybody wants to grow a beard. Yeah, get out of here. You know, beard boys. Everybody <laughs> wants, yeah, everybody wants to grow a beard just because it's the style right now. And, you know, some of us are blessed to be able to have. Yo, you think the man bun with the beard is going to come back? I think if you have a man bun with a beard, you probably have, you obviously have a beard, but you probably have a lot of estrogen too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you that's just lost just, at least one follower. Bro, I give a, bro, that's <laughs> a follower I don't need. No, I'm just kidding. I love you all. But that is, uh, that's not me. That's not me. Uh, you got I mean, the flow for it. I could, but I don't, I actually got to get my hair cut. I don't, yeah. I don't want it this long. It's honestly, a, it's honestly a weakness in a fight. Somebody could grab that. Like yeah. in a street fight, someone's yeah. grabbing my hair. Now, granted, I'm be if I'm fighting somebody, if I'm in like a real conflict, yeah. like life or death, I'm not. I don't care if you pull my hair out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it still hurts, dude. It hurts, but I'm just gonna hurt later. Yeah. It's not gonna be something that's gonna stop me. Yeah. It's gonna. It, but it's definitely some way you can control me, and it's a weakness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a blessing and a curse uh, to be able to have like flow like this. <laughs> um, you know, it comes with a lot of responsibility. I know this one dude who's like really paranoid for no reason. Like, ain't nobody after him. Whatever. But he's always talking. Like he sh- He gets like a buzz cut. And he's like, because if I get in a fight, you know, nobody can grab my hair. I'm like, relax, man. Like, mm-hmm. you're not fighting every weekend. Same thing no, with earrings. Coming after you. Earrings, bro. Yeah. I'm pulling that shit out. If it's life or death, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. You better not have no piercings on your face. <laughs> you better not have no septum if, piercing. If you're in a street fight, man, rules are off. I feel like people with facial piercings don't get in street fights. Uh, no. What? People with. Like, I've seen I've seen angry looking facial piercing white dudes. They're like, ah, you disrespect really? me. Yes. Be like, bro, come here, bitch. <laughs> come here, bitch. Let me clean you up real quick. Nah, bro. That, so that, that's, that's, that's not a good thing to have. You get that you get that ripped out. You look like Alistair Overeem. Your dude, lip all fucked up. I just, like, crazy. Just crazy. Just I couldn't imagine getting stu- something like that ripped out of me. That would be so painful. Oh, dude, it's going to leave a scar forever. If it's in your eyebrow, it's going to pull out, dude. and then there's going to be a, uh, damn, bro. We're just talking about the flow. <laughs> Shit's going crazy. It's hard to maintain. Head and shoulders. Um, I don't use it. I use mane and tail. They use it on horses. Um, that's why my hair is, like, gorgeous and it flows. Yeah. I got a thick mane, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the, my, my girl does not want me to let my give my – she doesn't want me to grow my beard out anymore um, what do you right mean? now. Like, like that's, she doesn't want it to get longer, longer? No. because, like, how the hair looks, it's, like, a good ratio. True. Um, but – like your hair, like because yeah. it's short and you have like a fade, you get like a thicker beard. My, I I had a lot of people diss it when it was when it was thicker. Bro, like I said, bro, if somebody's dissing your beard, they're pissed because they don't have enough fucking FSH in their veins, <laughs> that follicle stimulating hormone, baby. That's why I got a hairy chest. You know what I'm saying that's a lot of pheromones. You know gotcha. what I'm saying, and they smell it. They <laughs> smell it on you. And like, and yeah, because what what do you think is like the main factor for like getting girls? Confidence. Definitely. I think I, I don't think agreed. Not confidence, not cockiness. And then like what's the difference? I think cockiness is just you're super vain about it. Like, oh, I'm good looking, like you lucky to be with me type deal. I think confidence is like, yeah, like I know I'm good looking, like you can you wanna get it type thing. Yeah. Like I think cockiness is just like kind of demeans them and just put yourself up on a higher platter. I think I think confidence is like, yo, like we're both chilling, you know, let's get it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I could be wrong though. I'm not out here slaying every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not me either. Um, 
I'm cuffed down. Yeah, but I know. I love it. Boot it's up. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome. How it's long? Awesome. Uh oh. No, no, no. I'm Uh-oh. trying to think. Because wait, is what she's is she's listening? November. I know she's listening. What's up, baby? <laughs> um, I mean, we just we just passed six months. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. And that's good for me because I just I've never been the type to be in like a long term relationship. Yeah. But it's like when you find somebody like that, it just, yeah, it changes how you feel about you know relationships and being with somebody, and it's it's awesome. You know, yeah. it's really allowed me to focus. And I've talked about this before, but I've sp- I spent a long time like just wasting time with girls that I'll never yeah. talk to again. Yeah. And like that's that's a huge problem, especially with like dating apps, um, because I just deleted know, Tinder. Good, good yeah. for you, dog. That's the first step. <laughs> I have my ways. I'll get on it, and then I'll get off it. Then yeah. I get on it, then I get off it's, it. It's weird. I feel like I like meeting people in person. Yeah, I meeting agree. Meeting people in person. It's harder with COVID right now, though. It is harder with COVID. I actually met my girl on a dating app. Hinge. Did you? Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. So okay. That was perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it opens up a lot more avenues for dudes who are kind of ugly. Like if you can spit enough game in the DMs and like yeah. the FaceTime, then like you might be able to get in there by the time it comes around to just, meet. Just be funny with it. Just not don't take it too you serious. You have to be funny. Yeah. Girls like guys who are funny. Sometimes you know? like just guys will like get super serious about it and just like, oh, she didn't respond to me. Like, oh, why didn't I get that match? That's and incel. It's like, and it's like, yo, just tearing yourself down, dude, That's for incel, no reason. Dog. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta understand. You're a king, and you gotta, you gotta know your worth. Keep your head up, king. Your crown is yeah. falling. <laughs> like that, like, cause like when you go out with yeah. your boys, okay, and you're trying to finish, <laughs> okay. you don't go out thinking I need to, f- I want to finish, I need to finish. You go out to have a good time with your boys, yeah. Because if you go out yeah. looking to finish, you're not going to, mm-hmm. because that's all you're worried about, and you're not worried about having a good time. And people can sense that. Sometimes it's not fun going out with those guys either, dude. Because if yeah. you if you pull up to a club with like those guys. And like, oh, they're not pulling a girl because that's their main focus. Mm-hmm. Then they're like in a bad mood, and you're like, man, why? Like, why do we even come yeah, out? Why do we yeah, invite you out? Like, like, why can't you just have a good time with yeah, the why boys? Why can't we just have fun and just For mess real. around? You know Crazy. what I'm saying? Someone doing the shoot, <laughs> active shooter. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you be on um, you're on social media. Yeah, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, tw- not really Twitter, but I have a Twitter. What's your Instagram? D- uh, Daniel underscore Ramy, and that's same thing with my Snapchat. Rami is R-A-M-I. D-A-N-I-E-L underscore R-A-M-I. And you want people, hey, go follow my boy <laughs> right now, which we're doing. This is the next big thing. Uh, coming out of South Florida, Boca, right? But John. you're from here. I'm from, I'm, yeah, I'm from Orlando. You're from here. Yeah. Okay. And your dad is Filipino, but your... Mom's British. Your mom's British. She's from Birmingham. But she's from England. Yeah, she was born there. Born and raised so your there. Your dad's from the States? Yeah, my dad was born in Kansas. That what? <laughs> like how was that girl? How was that growing up with the, your mom not being born in this country? Like how did that affect how she raised you to handle situations as far as how to look at the world? Because she's from a place where you know the legislation is different and just the culture is kind of different. I I don't think it's necessarily so much like a cultural shift having my mom kind of raise me, but it's more so who my mom is as a person. She really inspired me to travel, mm-hmm. and like so when I graduated high school, I took a year off. I, was, I, worked, I worked a couple of jobs throughout high school and I saved up. And so I graduated. I took a year off in order to travel. And I paid for my trips and I traveled. I went to all these places because of my mom, because she loved traveling, because she traveled a lot. She left her home at like 16 or something. And she lived in Germany and she lived in Japan and like nannying and working places and then came to the United States as a nanny. Mm-hmm. And so she loves to travel. And so she inspired me to travel a lot. And it's like when I get money, that's what I'd like to spend it on. Oh, for sure. 
experiences. Yeah. That's um that's what it's really all about, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Experiencing life and experiencing the the freedom we have to be able to kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. And also the connections you make with people. I mean, that's regardless of what happens after you die, I feel like you're alive right now yeah. and you need to make the most of it. Yeah. And like you want to travel and you've traveled before, like you wanted to box and you did that. Yeah. And it's very admirable because some people go their whole lives saying they want to do something and they never do it. I feel like while I'm young, like I don't have a lot of responsibilities. Mm. Why not go ahead and experience all this stuff that I can? Like I don't have a child. I don't have a wife. I don't have a house. I'm not a homeowner. Why not go ahead and travel and experience this world that I'm in? And then I can tell all these crazy stories. I can tell my kids the same thing to do the same thing. And it just makes me a more worldly person, a more accepting person. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really enjoy it. And I think it opens up a lot of people. I think people like when they travel, it kind of shifts their worldview. You know, For they sure. see different cultures. They For see sure. different ways of life. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, I think that's important for people. I think that the reason why there's a lot of hate today is because there's a level of ignorance with other people's cultures. Like, you were born and raised in Central Florida. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. we're, we've been exposed to so many cultures. We have such yeah, a diverse area. Do. It's not like uniform. It's not like all white. It's not all black. It's not all Hispanic. It's a yeah. mix of all of them. You know, we're really blessed to be able to grow up in an area like this because yeah. when you grow up in a level of, in a place where there's like a high level of uniformity yeah. with the people, you're not exposed to different cultures, so you're less accepting. And I think that the the hate that people have for each other really comes from you know an unknown. Like yeah. they, like people fear what they don't know. That's why you're scared of the dark, yeah. is because you don't know what's out there, and yeah. that's in our DNA. We're not we're we're scared of things we don't know because we're trying to survive. Mm -hmm. We're trying not to even take a chance with something we don't know about because it could hurt us or something bad could happen. Yeah. And I think us growing up here in Central Florida has really exposed us to a lot of different cultures. Like, there's a huge Hispanic population yeah. here. Like, I know how to speak Spanish strictly from, like, my friends. True. And, you know, I took it in school as well. But, yeah. you know, there's so many different cultures and there's so many different people you meet and... That, that that really made me a really accepting and open-minded yeah. person yeah. because you've got to understand that people do stuff differently. Yeah. And, dude, I hate when people want to talk about, like, cultural appropriation. You know what I'm saying? Where, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you're white. You can't wear, like, braids. Like I th I, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Well, I think there's a difference between, like, respecting someone's culture and appropriating it. So, like, some people will wear it as a costume. And that's appropriating it because they're not necessarily respecting it. Yeah. Because they, they take that, they show no respect to it. And these people who are of that culture, you know, s think to themselves like, hey, like, why, why are you doing this? And I don't know. It's not for me to say because it's not my culture. But if that's how they feel, then, you know, I guess I kind of have to respect it in that sense. The braids thing, I don't know. That's a different one because I, I don't know how much you can necessarily control a hairstyle. But like you wearing, someone's, wearing someone's like kimono dress or wearing like a Native American headdress, I think, you know, if that's something that's really sacred to them and they feel like you're wearing that disrespectfully because you don't understand the, the real cultural deep influence to it, mm -hmm. then I choose to respect that. Then, you know, they want to call that cultural appropriation. You know, you're appropriating it. It's not really a costume to wear at a music festival. You know, yeah, like uh, the headdress, yeah, like that's like a, that's reserved for like the chief, yeah, exactly. And, and somebody so like, who's like served in like combat, yeah. And like so you'll warrior. take people who take that and wear it as a costume and you know, kind of show a lot of disrespect to something to them 
that's super spiritual and super deep. Yeah, some drunk guy at FSU exactly. wearing like a headdress. Yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely disrespectful. But I don't understand like how people will get so upset when people will wear certain things that are like from their culture, like especially if people aren't doing it in a disrespectful way. Like people will try to gatekeep like hairstyles. Like you yeah. can't do that. So like there's no, there's no, you have no. Yeah. Because to say something is exclusively, exclusively from your culture mm-hmm. is almost completely erroneous because everything, all of our cultures are mixed. Mm-hmm. And what's the best stuff? The best stuff comes from other people's cultures. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. Italian, but I love Asian food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love I Asian food. You know what I'm saying? I love soul food. Yeah. And that's the best stuff. I love hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's technically like American culture. But like I love things that come from other people's cultures as well. Yeah. And that's that's showing appreciation. And yeah. we live in the most diverse nation in the history of the world, the United States of America. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never been this many cultures in one place. Yeah. There's never been this many you know, ideas in one place at the same time. Yeah. Usually, I mean, I can't even think of like the last time there was a country like ours, maybe, maybe like ancient Rome, because there was a lot of like, there was a lot of like people that came from Africa. There was a lot of merchants from the Middle East. There Mm -hmm. was a, it was a huge meeting ground. Yeah. But that allows the culture to develop at an even faster rate because that exposure leads to what we were talking about earlier, which is less, you're you know more about somebody's culture so you fear less i think though like with that exposure i think it's good to you know sometimes just take the time to learn about it mm-hmm. instead of just like oh For i sure. like this so i'm gonna pick and choose what i like so like there are some people who will you know pick and choose what they like from black culture but then still you know crap on you know black people as yeah a, as a race and you know not fight for them i guess in in equality Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's where it becomes an issue just because, you know, oh, I like this, that and the other, but not show any respect to them as people. Yeah, you can't um, you can't disrespect somebody's culture and then, you know, play like Rowdy Rich. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. you have to there's, you can't pick and choose when you want to ride for somebody's exactly. culture. Yeah. You got to appreciate it for what it is. If you like something that has someone's culture. Yeah. You don't got to tell them, but you got to respect that. When, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I was an RA, so I was an RA at FAU. And it was really interesting to see this big dynamic of kids coming to college kind of for the first time and mixing with different cultures. Because FAU's, uh, uh, they claim it. I don't know if it's actually true. But they claim they're like the most diverse college. And so now all of a sudden I'm an RA for these freshmen that are having to share a dorm and a hallway and a bathroom with these different cultures and races that they never really interacted with before. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of beautiful to see. It's a little bit scary to see. It's At a little first. bit daunting to see. Yeah, because you can see some of them are really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can see some of them with very differing political views and kind of that conflict, but, you know, a little bit of respect. And then, you know, I like to think that I fostered a really nice community on my floor. And you kind of actually see, for me at least, in the end, they all kind of came together. Yeah. It I was mean, really cool. Regardless... I think the best way to do that is to find the common ground. Yeah. Because regardless of where you come from, what you believe in, you're still yeah. on the same floor at FAU. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're, you share something in common. Like, you guys yeah. have a commonality. You need to meet on that. And then once you do that, you got, you got to be open-minded. I think a lot, of, a, lot of things, a lot of problems we have today comes from that tribalism that's, like, in our DNA. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's how it was. Like, back in the day when we were running and gunning with, like, spears and stuff, yeah. like, that's... You know, it was our tribe My against theirs. Yours, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you want to make sure that there's no way that they can impose their will on our tribe. Mm-hmm. So you got to be ready to protect it. You got to not, like, you know, fuck the other side. That's, like, basically what it is. Yeah. 
And for people not to understand that that is still like the remnants of that is still in our DNA. Like that, it doesn't just go away like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just started being like really civilized like a couple hundred yeah. years and, ago. And we still see the, the kind of cultural effects yeah. of that. And it's, it's, it's sometimes so stark, like weird to see because, you know, okay, I grew up, you know, normalized being around different races and cultures. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, okay, not my grandparents, at least, at least I hope not. <laughs> but, you know, s- certainly some other people's grandparents were super racist. Dude, everybody's and, and got not, a racist grandpa. And not that, yeah, not that long <laughs> ago, you know, like there was segregation and stuff. And you still see the effects of that. It's crazy to just think about, oh, we grew up in this society, but like someone, someone, you know, mm-hmm. it still affects us. I don't know. Dude. And that's what people don't understand is that there's like slavery in this country was not that long ago. No. So it's, yeah. it doesn't just go away. No. It doesn't just go away like that. Yeah. It's going away fast, but it's not going away as fast as people would like it to. In what sense? So it's obviously equality is getting easier. It's getting more acceptable and people are realizing that, you know, there's more opportunity for everybody increasingly than there was previously. Mm -hmm. But there's still there's still a gap still a lot of inequality there's still a lot of inequality there's still a gap and that's because so like if so you so let me make this easy for people (laughs) listening so say i've never boxed before and you've been boxing for four years yeah all right i'll never be able to catch you okay if you've been boxing for four years you've been training and then i decided to pick up boxing yeah and you keep training and i keep training yeah it's going to be really hard for me to get to your level yeah. because you have so much experience on me. Yeah. Now think about that experience with wealth. Yeah. That's what the situation is exactly. in America right now. Yeah. A there were of hundreds of years where people who were, you know, European and non, you know, non-black, non-minority, they were, you know, thriving mm-hmm. economically and yeah. you know just doing what they had to do. You know, a lot of people, there's there's a lot of bad people, but there was also people who didn't really understand that concept. They were just doing what they were doing. Yeah. And they didn't realize that relative to people who were, you know, economically lower on the totem pole, mm-hmm. like black people, they they didn't realize that they had an advantage over them. Yeah. And now that four years is just going through like you, you train 20 years later you still got that four years on me yeah and that's where we're at now in the united states yeah and people need to realize that there needs to be things done in order to create that opportunity for people to get better and i think that starts with education yeah i think we need to stop only spending a week on how the united states treated native americans and black people I yeah. think that's two weeks of your curriculum in eighth yeah. grade, and then they just act like that didn't happen. Yeah, you know Germany, they have like a whole semester on the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. They don't want you to forget that shit. They want to yeah. say, "Hey, this is what we did wrong. We're never gonna do that again." Yeah, you know the United States kind of just like acts like, "Oh, like it kind of, you know, yeah, it, it, it happened. It was like, bad. We had Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was what? Two yeah. days yesterday? Two days yeah. ago? Yeah, two days ago we had Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was really peaceful and everything. Yeah. It was not peaceful. Yeah, they painted millions a completely of different people picture in school. died. Yeah, millions of people, and you know we exploited you know slave trading for hundreds of years. Yeah, and to think that that didn't have trickle down effects today, you people cannot be that naive. Yeah, people cannot act like there is a 
I don't want to say like an invisible hand, but there's definitely, you know, people of color have a lot of obstacles. A glass, they call it like a glass ceiling where like, you know, they think they can go higher. You can see it. There's that barrier. And yeah, it it sucks. Well, that's, I think, uh, even bigger than just like breaking it down by race because I hate to do that is, you know, the rich and the poor people. Yeah. Because the rich people are really the ones like, you know what I'm saying? We're not rich, but yeah. we're white too. So it's yeah. like that's that we, have we have like a common enemy. We have a common enemy. Yeah. Those are people who don't want us to get rich. Yeah. Because when somebody else gets rich, you lose money. Yeah. People are so greedy. And I honestly think that there's, you know, a handful of people who really run the world because yeah. they're the most powerful. They have the most influence. They have the most money. And they're able to pull strings behind the scenes yeah. in which you can't see. But really, they're the ones controlling everything that happens. And that's that's what the real problem is, is like the... You know, the the 1%. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about anybody yeah. below them. They don't yeah. care at all. You know what I'm saying? So we're really all in the same boat trying to, you know, get like that. Trying to spread the wealth. And I'm not, I'm not a, um, I'm not a poster boy for like, ca- um, like socialism or like yeah. communism. I don't want everyone to be able to receive the same amount of money. I believe hard work can take you to a lot of places. Yeah. That's why I like capitalism. Mm-hmm. Because... Regardless of what you think, we live in America. Yeah. And they call it the land of opportunity for a reason. Yeah. We have the highest capability for class mobility. So you can come here with nothing and you're able to create the most wealth as opposed to any country. Yeah. And that goes for anybody. So you can be from Norway and come here and you can be from Nigeria and come here and you guys will have opportunity available to you that is true but like it is much more difficult for the guy from nigeria than it is for the person from norway based off of gender or race or even you know language barrier yes and then um just i i think it's just kind of a fallacy to believe that like anybody can do it through hard work just because if anybody can do it then everybody would do it you know are you sure some people just aren't built to be able to you know have discipline and not even that they're not built but is a cultural issue yeah there's a cultural issue of you know there's sometimes you know if you get told that you're not shit i mean you start to believe that shit yeah it's really hard for you to be able to overcome that i just think though you know at least for me so like let's just say from my perspective okay i think it's just easier for me to say oh anybody can do it when I'm not the one who's been, you know, called racial slurs five times. I'm not the mm-hmm. one that's, you know, been denied that. I'm not the woman that was abused by a bunch of men and I have to carry that weight around with me. Mm-hmm. I'm a tall white guy that was raised pretty well. I mm-hmm. went to a nice school. I go to college, you know, so it's a lot easier for me to say like, oh, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. When I didn't have to work two jobs in high school just to pay rent mm-hmm. and make money. You know, and I'm in college and, you know, okay, I'm building up a bunch of debt. I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. So I can't really look at them and tell them like, oh, you can do it. It's fine. Because I don't understand their struggle. No, no. I will always tell people that you can do it. I'm here to motivate people. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not going to tell them like, oh, you can't do it. But I'm just saying, I think it's easier for me to say and look at somebody, you know, oh, you can do anything you want. You know, just stop being lazy. Just work harder when I don't understand what they've gone through or what they're going through. I'm not saying that people are lazy. I yeah. am saying that regardless of the situation you were in, yeah. work harder. Yeah. And that's it. Because that's all you can do. Yeah, basically. All you can do is work harder. You gotta do you can work with what you've got, but just 
Everybody Sometimes has obstacles. It's just not fair. Everybody has obstacles. Nobody starts from the same place. Yeah. We don't all start on the same finish line. Yeah. Some people start back there. Some people start up there. Yeah. And that's just how it is. Yeah. But you got to work with the hand you were dealt. Yeah. And everybody's dealt a different hand. You know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors with people. Yeah. I think the best thing that you can do is, like I said, you just got to motivate people. People, <laughs> people really need that motivation. People need to know that, you know, stuff is possible. And, you know, people, like I said, if you get told you're not shit for so long, you start to believe it. Yeah. And that's a, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. We need to spread love with people. We need to show people that you know they're cared about. We respect that. People need to have respect for each other. People need to be able to know and they need to see in their community that you can do that. Yeah. You can do that. Oh, that person looks like me and they did that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a real motivator for people. Yeah. A black superhero? Yeah. Bro. And that's why we try having it. more black representation like, black like that Panther, in the media. Rest yeah. in peace Chadwick, but Black yeah. Panther like that was was a huge thing yeah. for black people because there was never really like I mean besides like Blade and like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like there was never really like a black superhero and yeah. that that thing is such a motivator when you see somebody you're like that person looks like me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because imagine like you're a black man growing up and you only see white superheroes yeah like, oh, what, the f- what the fuck yeah you know where's the black superhero yeah and then you see someone like Black Panther and that that really makes you feel good especially children yeah children is where we need to start there's a lot of stuff that, like, I wouldn't have thought about, you know, growing mm-hmm. up because it was just always so normal for me. Mm-hmm. It's just something that was never on my mind. And then, you know, obviously I start growing up and I start hearing more about it and I see more and of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, come to think of it, the guy in the movies was always, you know, who White I looked guy. like. Yeah. You know, the kids on the cereal box will always did look like All these like dolls, me. right? Yeah, all these, these dolls. Do- were all these white. dolls. Crazy. And now, now, they're, now, they're, now they're doing that. Band-Aids. Yeah. Band-Aids. It, it, they're it goes, always matched our skin color. It goes down to the most minute things. Yeah. That was just catered to us it's weird it is weird and yeah. it's, it shouldn't be like that but I'm happy that I can say that things are getting better I know that they should be moving faster and they yeah. should probably be better by now but at least we can say that they are getting better I feel like I, hope, <laughs> I feel like and I hope that we are moving in the right direction I think we are yeah. I think especially with the youth if you talk to a young person for sure like you can hear it yeah and that was like me when I was a kid, dude. That, I was not racist. Like yeah. it was everybody. We were all just on the playground. We we're all playing sports and everything. And that was, that was how it was. And that not till I got older and I got more mature and got to see for the the world for what it really was. Was I able to see like, oh, oh wow, like, you know that that is that is not fair. Yeah. Like that's not fair that you know you were treated like that simply because of the pigmentation of your skin. Yeah. We have no differences. We're all cousins. Yeah. We're all like ninety nine percent the same. We share almost our entire DNA together, except the littlest part of it, which makes us look a little different on the outside. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know why people want to act like we don't all bleed red, <laughs> you know? And I think that is where we're moving. Yeah. And that makes me happy because I know that, because like, like, like I was saying, everybody's got a racist grandpa, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it's not like that anymore. Yeah, that's true. There's still some people who are very hateful. They have hate in their heart. Yeah. But it's a lot fewer than what it was. Yeah, I agree. And, I think that speaks for itself. I think that that shows us that we are moving in the right direction. And it's funny because we're talking about kind of just being ignorant towards that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you see a lot of that in more secluded parts of the United States where, you know, like in rural country rural towns. Rural America. Yeah, man. That like That's because of the lack the of exposure hate. to yeah, other yeah. cultures. Yeah. Because they, they, they don't, they like to separate themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that goes with, um, that goes on both sides. It yeah. goes on everybody's culture because if you are stuck in a, not stuck, but if you live in an all-white area or you live in an all-black area, you're not going to really be exposed to other people's cultures. So it's like you 
you have like this unknown thing mm-hmm. and that's where you get like people you know being hateful like, yeah. you know what i'm saying like the people are like oh i hate white people and all this stuff but it's because like they just not only is that but it's like a historical thing mm-hmm. yeah they like black people have a right to be pissed yeah but i think that if we all work together which is going to be hard i think that when we come together it would uh it's going to be a beautiful thing and mm-hmm. we are it is beautiful seeing everybody together and it was always beautiful growing up seeing that and not worrying about you know the color of people's skin and i'm really happy i we live in the deep south technically but we don't live in the deep south. yeah it's weird isn't it we went too far south now we're in Cuba. yeah i know, <laughs> you know what i'm saying um but it, it really is beautiful seeing everyone together and especially when you see kids yeah like little kids and they don't see color they don't see any of that stuff and that that's really beautiful that's what i like to see i don't i don't think you should judge someone by the color of their skin you should judge them by the character yeah by who they are and that's 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 what I hope to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, no, I got you. Yeah, I actually got a Rosa Parks shirt in my back seat right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's 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 no. awesome. And I mean, I don't I don't know why I don't even know how you could not like people who are black. Yeah, they're so cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. You were showing me your friend in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How is that when he hypes you up? What do you mean? Like when they when he hypes you up at the gym? Yeah. That's it's awesome, voice. right? <laughs> Dude, there's something about it. When I'm at the club, and a group of my black friends are hyping me up, I feel unstoppable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got that in my veins. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got you. It's awesome, dude. Like, and, and I think it's really beautiful that all the things that you know, the black community has been through in this country, that they still find a way to persevere with so much happiness and so much soul and music and yeah. art and everything. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's incredible to me. And you know what I'm saying? Like music, you know, the art and everything, sports, it's 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 fucking beautiful, man. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. were talking to like they didn't get started off on the right foot here, sadly. Yeah. But you know, they found a way to find happiness in everything. And that I just I don't understand how people can not like somebody for their for their culture yeah, for stuff know. like that. That like I'm saying it's all ignorance. Yeah, That's, basically. It's it's all ignorance. It's all not being exposed to other people's cultures. And you know, we're 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 thankful that we were able to grow up with such diversity that we don't really judge someone by the color of their skin because everybody's the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's fucking beautiful, dog. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's good fu- to see. It is good to see. <laughs> um we were talking about the animals earlier. What um what animal um, you think you could beat up? Like the biggest one. <laughs> Was the biggest one I could beat up? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with something that's not carnivorous, first of all. Oh, dude, it's so much worse when an animal is trying to kill you to eat you. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just I'm killing saying. you, killing you to eat you. Killing you to eat you is different, bro. Yeah, that's These things are vicious, dude. I think I could. I think I could put like a, like a spider monkey in like a Kimura. <laughs> a spider How big is that? Dude, they're like this big. What, like the size of a loaf of bread? Honestly, I think it'd probably be hard. You think so? They're strong. Monkey monkeys are different, dude. Those things are monkeys strong. Monkeys and chimps. What we were, we were saying earlier, bro, like they're just like animals are just muscle bound. They're just designed for performance and strength. Literally. Yeah. They have no wasted space. They don't get fat. There's no nonsense. No, there's like they are born and bred genetic ridiculous. history through that one point in time where they are swinging through trees yeah a hundred pound chimpanzee could kill a human being any human being on the planet 
the yo their vicious i had seen on youtube there was like this crazy documentary about this like killer band of chimps mm -hmm. just going through the 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 forest and killing other chimps and eating them just because they're badass just just because they just want to gang. that was just their gang dude and i'm like what i, I watched that whole, i want to watch it again it's so good dude could you imagine if chimps there was many chimps as there was people there was no i couldn't that'd be terrifying Dude, imagine, go, imagine, imagine trying to go outside. Yeah, I was going to say, imagine we walk out this, this garage door right now, and there's a chimp posted across the street like, hey, what's up, bro? And then you see his other chimp homie coming, you're like, oh, shit. God, dude, you're that like, would be so scary. <laughs> terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, that, you would have to be strapped up. That one woman, like, it was on the news. I mean, I remember it when I was a kid, got her face torn apart. Yeah, but she was fucking that chimp. <laughs> what? <laughs> She was, bro. She was sleeping with it in bed, giving it wine. Is that a is that allegations? Is that true? I mean, bro, if you're sleeping with a chimp and you don't have like a husband and like that's <laughs> no. your whole life, and she's, I didn't know, bro. Look it up. Trust I'll, me, I it's will sketchy. Look it up. She's a weirdo. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, she definitely was. She was definitely doing some weird shit with the chimp. She would give it wine and everything. It yeah, was sleeping in her. It was homie. sleeping in her. Bro, it's a chimp. <laughs> it's a chimp, bro. It's definitely trying to smash. It was a chimpanzee. Sorry. There is no doubt in my mind that that thing, bro. We're pretty close to chimps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like No, dude, no. The sex is possible. I refuse to believe it. There are weird people. Actually, no, there are weird people. Bro, out she's there. weird yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There are weird people out there. But you think she'd like go on the news about it? I'm sure she didn't. Bro, what do you mean go on the news about it? She got she was on the news because she got her face ripped off. Yeah, but then how they find out she was like giving it wine and stuff. She wouldn't tell she them. She told them that. Uh oh no. She said that. She it was sleeping in her bed, she gave it wine. Yeah. But dude, monkeys have the like the worst part of human behavior, like amplified. So they get really jealous. Do they? Like, I think there was one, one time where there was like a chimp sanctuary. Okay. And um, they brought one of these chimps a birthday cake. Okay. And the other, the other chimps ones did got not mad. like that. Really? And they ended up either killing that chimp or killing the keeper. Dude, they're vicious, man. They're vicious for real. Like you don't, you don't want to mess with a chimp, bro. You don't want to mess with a chimp. A hundred-pound chimp could kill you. I mean, it would grab your arm, Easy. and it would either sling you over its body Easy. like a cartoon or rip your arm out of socket. <laughs> Dude, they don't play, bro. They don't play. I heard that they feel like wood. Like, that's how their muscles feel. Like, Dude, they, uh, I don't, I'm not surprised, bro. It's corded steel. Yes. And <laughs> like, <laughs> Can I you heard, imagine a chimp flexes on you? Wow. Muscling, bro. Yeah, if you've seen a hairless chimp, you can I see saw that it. muscle mass. I saw it. I, I, I'd show my friends because <laughs> I was so shook. I pulled up the hairless chimp, and I'm like, yo, you guys got to see this. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, crazy. I guess there was actually a thing in the early 20th century um, where people would, like, like, be at carnivals and be like, step right up and fight the chimpanzee. Like, literally, like, you'd be chilling there, like, eating hay. Yeah. You think Are you could beat it? No, dude. <laughs> Do you think people died at these carnivals then? I saw a really old video, and it was like when they would shoot in like two frames per second. Like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the pictures. Yeah. And it was in black and white, and it was a guy walking up, like how they all walked. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And there was a chimp just sitting there like this. Yeah. And the guy walks up and just decks it, right? The chimp gets mad and grabs him and slings him on the ground. For real? Yeah, like grabs his leg and like pulls him on the ground so effortlessly. Yeah. And then just like starts hitting him like this. <laughs> and then people run in. It's Dude. not a joke. Like no, they no. are. If there was as many chimps as there were as people, we would not be apex predators. Dude. I would, the, the, um, oh, what's that movie? Planet of the Apes? Mm -hmm. That stuff's crazy. My favorite shot is when this gorilla comes flying at the helicopter, bro. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's crazy. Gorillas are no joke either. I, all right. 
yeah, no. They're, I've seen crazy videos where gorillas just come pounding, and I'm like, oh, crap, dude, it's massive. They're vegetarians, too. They are. They, I heard they don't actually really want to fight. They're just more trying to scare you off. Dude, they do not want to fight. No. Nah. And you don't want to fight either. Hell you no. don't want to throw hands with a gorilla. You kidding me? They, um, they weigh like 400 pounds. Yeah. I think them standing like this. Power pose. Yeah, that's probably like five and a half feet. So when they stand up, it's closer to like seven, six and a half, seven. Oh. They, um, they have like the same body shape as us. Yeah. But their legs are like feet. Yeah. They can grab you with that. Um, their muscles are so dense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess when you see a gorilla, you're supposed to just lay down and hope it doesn't murk you. Probably. Have you seen when, um, have you seen like polar bears? Oh, polar bear will just kill you. Dude, polar bears hunt you. Yeah, they'll just kill you. They'll hunt you. They don't play. There's a saying with bears. It said, if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. Oh. And if it's white, say goodnight because your ass is going to die. You know, do you, I don't know if you know it, but there's this, there's this like trail. There's this park. And my mom will go on a run there. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> she was going on a run and she sees a bear. And she's like, oh, shit. And she knows there's a bathroom over there. She wasn't thinking. She sprints. She takes off, dude. The bear sees her and charges at her. Oh, my she, gosh. She said she made it into the bathroom door and closed it and heard the bear boom, slam into the door. It was that close. It was about oh to get her. Oh, my gosh. And she, <laughs> her phone was dead or something. And she stayed. In, or she had, like, no connection. She stayed in that bathroom, she said, for four hours. Holy it was shit. Just a, she got so lucky. She saw this public bath. Stayed in there for four hours. Dude, they're fast, too. You can't get They are fast. That's why you have to fight a black bear. Like, you have to fight it because you can't climb a tree. No. Your mom was lucky that there was, like, a, a structure where she could get into it, the bear. I know. I know. Because it's going to hawk you down, too. Dude. You can't run faster than it. No, definitely not. So that's why it's scary. It's yeah. Because. But black bears only get to like 200 pounds. They're that's not that why, big. That's why you can fight them. Yeah. Like if you're fighting for your life, it's going to fuck you up. I don't think my mom would have won. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Your mom could have had that right Maybe. hook. She got, she, got you know she got in little fights when she was a kid. Yeah, she could have had that right hook. Dog, I don't know. I, 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 I held pads for her before. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I held pads for her before. It was cool. I, I, I gave my whole family like a boxing workout because I'm like, you guys enjoy boxing. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. She yeah. uh, was. Uh, I put the gloves on her and I said, all right, I'm going to work like just head movement. Mm-hmm. And like I, w- I wasn't getting hit or whatever for like a full minute. And then I was chilling. She comes up bah! <laughs> and hits me when I wasn't looking. She's like, I got you. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the best. It was um, funny. Remember soccer boppers? You know what those are? No, I don't they were think like so. inflate. All right, so like they're inflatable, like probably like this big. Okay. There's a little hole, and you just put your fist in it. Really? And then yeah, you can buy them at like the store. That's but they so used funny. to be so fun when I was a kid. I would do yeah. with my dad and my friends really? when I was a kid. Yeah. So awesome. You put them on your hands, and you just go to town. They're inflatable, so you yeah. blow them up and everything, and you just go to town. You remember like the Hulk fists? Yeah, dude. Those I don't never punch th- those, anybody with those that. Those styrofoam Hulk fists kind of hurt. Dude, I, imagine <laughs> punching somebody with that. That's fucked up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> when like we were little, like me and my boys, or like the Nerf swords. Those got like mm-hmm. PVC pipe in them. Those yeah. things, when you really whack, like whack somebody with those. Yeah, I know what you mean. I got a hematoma. <laughs> oh, no. This guy, this, ah, it was like middle school, and he, bah, we were doing a sword fight. Got real aggressive. He was young boys, whatever. Yeah. Got a sword. Trying to, you know. That test. And bah, waxed me, and I got this huge bump popping <sighs> up in my forehead. I'm freaking out. I'd never seen, never heard of him. I'm like, Dad, like, what's happening? He's like, it's fine. It's going to, like, calm down. Just, you know, 
chill out with the swords. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. I remember I threw a Coke bottle at my little brother's head and it made a hematoma. For real? Yeah, but it was a plastic one. It just hit him right Dude, it hit him so perfectly, it made like a noise that broke the sound barrier. <laughs> it was I never heard it. I can't even make the... Yeah. Like, dude, it was like a perfect pop. I guess the way that it hit it, the surface area just kind of like collapsed the air underneath his skin. <laughs> and, it went, and it was like one of those where it instantly bruised. Really? And I was like, it's like you're when you're like, a kid, because when you're a kid and yeah. you hurt your sibling, it's you like... You don't want him running to mom and dad. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm in so much trouble. It's like, oh my God, are you okay? And yeah. Then, but it was like... Because you know how little kids, if they get hurt, there's like a delay? Uh, yes. There yes. was no delay. Oh, really? He started screaming, high-pitched as fuck, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm dead. No. It was started bru- it bruised instantly like really? it popped a blood vessel, and I was Dang. like, oh, my God, I'm going to get my ass beat. I have a theory that when they delay, they're looking at your reaction. Oh, they definitely do. Yo. So if you so, act like it didn't work, it's like, Yeah, right. if, if when they have that thing, I feel like sometimes they cry more out of embarrassment, especially like with kids, not so much with babies, but kids. Toddlers. Yeah. Like, they'll cry out of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if they do something and you just kind of look away, I feel like you just let them be. They just stand up and scrape it off on their own. You don't give them some crazy reaction. Yeah. They'll be all right. Yeah. If you don't, oh, my gosh, yeah. baby, are you okay? Yeah, you don't want to do that. You've seen those videos where they're holding the baby and they knock the door behind their head. Yes. They don't actually hit their head. They go, oh, they start babying it and the baby starts crying. Yeah. Just because. It's like, oh. Yeah. And the baby's like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's definitely something I would want to do if I had a kid. <laughs> just torment it? Just do run a bunch of tests Bro, on it? <laughs> listen, my dad tormented me when I was a kid. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. I'm going <laughs> to torment my kids, too. I'm going to prank the fuck out of them. I'm doing all this. F- I'm scaring the shit out of them every yeah. chance I get because that's happened to me. Yeah. Dude, my childhood was wild. My dad would just scare the shit out of me at least once a week. For real. Like a, in a creative way, too. Yeah. It was easy to scare my mom. We would like to scare my mom. But like... <laughs> I don't know. They never really could prank me. Like, you know, I don't like spiders. Sometimes they'll put a spider. I'm like, oh, mm. shoot. I told my dad, I, was like, <laughs> I had a cockroach in my bathroom. I didn't use that bathroom. I said, like, yo, dad, there was a cockroach in my bathroom. Like, I'm dipping. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I used, like, my sister's bathroom or something. And so my dad went on his computer, printed out a bunch of, like, tiny little cockroaches on paper and like placed them all over the bathroom so like when i go in my bathroom that night i open up and there's like all these cockroaches i'm like ah freaking out oh my out. gosh horrible dude yeah Crazy. i told the story um on my first episode about the cockroaches and everything yeah yeah when i went camping but i remember you said something about spiders dude no, so i, I don't i, I don't like spiders. spiders my mom is terrified of spiders i'm not that scared but i remember one night it was probably like 12. I'm laying in bed. The lights are off and everything. I'm yeah. watching like a video okay. um, on my phone. And I feel like the, uh, like the little string on the corner of a pillow. Oh, no. Dude, okay. I felt it on my face, right? And so I'm watching the video. I'm focused because it's like all black. I'm just focused on the screen. And I go, <laughs> and oh. I blow it off. And then I'm watching the video. And about 10 seconds later, it comes back. No, dude, no. I'm cringing. And then... Bro, I'm like, what the fuck? So I go like that, and then I see a spider, bro. It's a thick spider, dude. (laughs) And it's on me. I freak out. I fly out of bed. I turn the light on. It's crawling across my bed. Bro, at that point, he's an intruder in my house. (laughs) I'm decking it. I don't give a fuck. I'm throwing 10 one-twos. His legs were all fucking ripped apart and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. My heart was crazy. Now, the funny part is that video I was watching was pornographic material. (laughs) So I was right in the middle. (laughs) No. Right in the middle of some me time. Yeah. Right? I got up. Done with. All the blood went to my muscles. I'll say that much. (laughs) 
it went away. All, all that test went, ooh, you had to take all that, those dude, all that test went to self-defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was survival and mode that at was, that point. That was instantly. Yeah. So I turned around, and I was like, fuck, dude. That was in my room. I couldn't. I dude, couldn't imagine. Dude, I sleep with my mouth open sometimes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> nah, dude. <gasps> Holy shit. Have dude. you ever killed a spider and all the babies come flying out? Dude, that's the worst. Yeah. I, I kill that shit with a blowtorch. Like, fuck these motherfuckers. We were, we were in a, a pool, and my dad killed the spider. Yeah. All these babies go, and they're all across the surface of the pool, and I'm on the other end. And they're just slowly floating towards me. And I'm like, ah, jump out. Done with. Oh, hell yeah. Done with. You should have had a pool net just drown them. What? I don't even know. I feel like they'd survive. <laughs> I feel like they'd find a way nah, to survive. fuck that, dog. You got to hold them under anywhere. the water like an Oreo and milk <laughs> until the bubbles stop. And then until the bubbles stop. Yeah. That's the best type of Oreo. Dude, that's the closest I've ever been to drowning someone is holding the Oreo in the milk. <laughs> I swear. Right holding it until the breaks. bubbles stop, that's the closest I've been to murder. <laughs> and I've chucked people out before. Stop. That's scary. Like, <laughs> just wait till the bubbles go. You go. Just hold it a little bit longer. Yeah. And I don't really <laughs> like sweets that much, but Oreos were the shit. Yeah. Oreos. Yeah. I would, but you always want to just lick the cream off. Fuck the, the, fuck the cookie part, that what? bullshit. You know, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take an Oreo. I'll double stack them. I don't, oh, like, really? I don't like the original double stacks. I feel like those are worse. Have you had the white chocolate Oreo, the covered ones? They only come around at Christmas time. You can go to the store right are now. Are you talking about the golden ones? No. The, no. They're Oreos, and they're covered in white chocolate. It's like so. It looks like just like a white chocolate circle. Okay, but but there's an Oreo inside of it. For real? Yeah. And is it good or is it like too much? It's the best cookie ever. <laughs> ever, dude. You don't need milk. Nothing. Because the white chocolate's already on there. But um, but you put them in the freezer. Yo, I put chocolate in the freezer and it makes it ten times better. Oh yeah. Hell All yeah. day. Some Reese's what? cups. All day. Uh, cookies and cream chocolate bar. Yeah. The Hershey's bar. Chilling in the freezer. Easy. I don't even like sweets though. I don't really eat sugar like that. Ah, dude. I don't, I like cookies and brownies. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. What's your favorite type of cookie? I'll go get a Publix cookie, a chocolate chip cookie. That's your favorite flavor cookie, a chocolate chip? Yeah, what, what else? Would you, you like get raisin nut cookies? Fuck you. No, <laughs> snickerdoodle. What the hell is that? Uh, it's the um, snickerdoodle. You know what that is? No. It's like a mixture oh. of fucking heaven and <laughs> deliciousness, dude. <laughs> It's, I don't even know what it is. Girl yeah. Scout cookies sell it. They sell it in like a box. But, um, but you can get them at the store. You can bake them yourself. Just right next to, next to the cookies. I got it's you. super good. Right. Kind of like a cinnamon flavor, really sugary. Yeah. Um, it's good. You definitely need to try Snickerdoodle I'm gonna try cookies. That. It's got a cool name. Nah, dude. I'll, it's I'll fucking eat, beautiful. I'll eat, if I get a box of chocolate chip cookies, it's bad. It'll be done within like two, three days, maybe. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really excited um, to see where you take this. With the boxing thing. Yeah, man. I'm really excited Thank to you. see all this potential I know you have really come out. Um, dude, I mean, like, we've sparred before. Yeah. We haven't sparred in a minute, though. So, no, you know I what I'm saying? You haven't seen it. I got you. You haven't seen me go to, you know this. what I'm saying? After this? Yeah, I'll go one-handed. We'll go one-handed. I'll go one-handed. That'd be perfect. All right. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what you can do. Thank um, you, man. Thank you for this opportunity, I, too. I love, I love getting invited on here. I was really excited. No problem. And I hopefully, hopefully it was a good one. Hopefully I brought something It definitely new. was hopefully a good time. I had a, I had a great time talking good. to you. Um, do you want to plug your gym and your Instagram again? Yeah, man. So I train at Delray Beach Boxing, South Florida. You can come there. I teach morning classes, or you train with Coach Lawrence for the amateur team. And then my Instagram is at Daniel underscore Ramey, D-A-N-I-E-L underscore R-A-M-I. And then, you know, when I get a fight soon, 
Hopefully, I'll let you know. I'll definitely promote it. And uh-huh. I definitely want to be one of your sponsors. I, I got want you. my name on your fucking hey, shorts. Let's set it up. How much to get my name tattooed on you? <laughs> the the Audi P show? Hell no. What? On your chest? No. I'll give you like 100 bucks. That's not worth it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, buddy, I think we're done here. I had a pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to seeing you again. And I'll see you in the front yard in about two minutes. All right, man. (laughs) All right, peace.